For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about tonight? Well, on Thursdays, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. We have a special guest today, Alex Newman, co author of Crimes of the Educators How Utopians Are Using Government Schools to Destroy Americans' Children which we have been saying on this show for a very long time. But first, Obama wants to be a monarch. Will we tell you what that means? Followed by the illegal alien invasion report, meet fuzzy muzzies, regulations suck, health busters, and if we get to it, we will discuss jury nullification. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> it doesn't sound feasible. All right. Let's start with the pledge. Patriots, hand of a heart, face the flag, get on the flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. No, we're not doing that. Right, you have to go to your article. All right, I got this from Godfather Politics. Let's just get to the, so rather than listen to what he has to say, I, I agree with him. I don't understand Americans' fascination with royalty, including the Kennedys. Now the Bushes. I, I just don't get it, frankly. Why do you want monarchs? Why do you want them to exist anywhere? Anyway, uh, the re... Action of New Yorkers to the visit this week of Prince William and Duchess Kate reminded me of the way they reacted to the first time the Beatles visited the Big Apple in 1964. However, it is great to see that the Royals got more crowd attention than Barack Obama does. One of the many stops during William's visit was a stop at the White House where he met with Barack Obama. I found a number of websites that cited a Fox News report 
claiming that Obama thoroughly questioned the heir to the British throne on how to establish a monarchy. But I was unable to find anything on the Fox News website. He's obviously jabbing at Fox News. <clears throat> the New Yorker, of all places, it's a gigantic progressive rag, was one of those citing the Fox report, stating, According to Fox, the president peppered his Oval Office guests with detailed questions about the mechanics of setting up a monarchy and was curious about the perks and powers that go along with it. Bominus's guest advised him that establishing a monarchy would probably require rewriting or even replacing the Constitution, an option that Obaminus reportedly said would be difficult but doable. Introducing a note of caution, the guests urged the president to alter the Constitution so that it vested the monarch with genuine power. Eddie, you don't want to wind up being a figurehead who just goes around visiting foreign dignitaries and so forth. Yeah, he's talking about himself. <laughs> According to the Fox report, the president, Caesar, came away intrigued by the meeting and said he would explore the idea further next week when Congress is on vacation. Why would he do it while Congress is on vacation? Is he going to declare himself king before they return? Is he going to sign an executive order? <laughs> I write an executive order amending the Constitution. <clears throat> I don't know. It's behind closed door stuff again, and Boehner and McConnell getting love notes from the president. Like I said, Boehner and McConnell are progs. They're the right wing of the progressive movement. They're in it with him. It's all its all just bread and circus. And as long as you keep buying into the game, they're going to keep playing. So he goes on to save a whole bunch of stuff that I don't care about. All I know is he should have been impeached in his first term, and he wasn't. And he's still not impeached, and everyone's complaining. What are we going to do about it? Well, you, you have to impeach him. No, they're going to sue him. They're trying to sue him. Actually, there's no constitutional authority for suing the president no. because there's no place in the Constitution for that executive branch. It's All those agencies up there are unconstitutional and void. Uh, once we're back to the Constitution, they're gone. We bring in over $2 trillion in taxes. I guarantee you when we do that, we'll at least have a trillion left over to pay down our debt and every every year and you're talking about him signing an executive order to be a monarch that's feasible that's doable no one else uh, is stopping him from any of them he's going to explore that when they're on vacation right they're yeah. not going to stop him from doing it well no they've they already haven't. signed away the power of the purse and they're not going to impeach him that have already said that and mcconnell and Boehner both went from running on repeal and replace uh, for appealing Obamacare, now it's all like, well, that's not really feasible. Uh, but yeah, you know, how, how can you not pay attention enough to listen to your senator lie so lie right to you during the campaign, and the minute he's back in power, he's back to the same old stick. Those states, you got to smack yourself in the head. You'd have been better off putting in a Democrat for one term and voting him back out. 
than voting this guy in over and over. Goodness having him, he might as well be a Democrat. They're not even hiding it anymore, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like leaning on the podium, like, oh, no, it's going to pass. We're not going to get nothing. No, we're not going to be able to. Well, what can we do? Oh, we can pass a comprehensive immigration reform package. And now they're going to try and stick gun control nonsense into the Defense Act Authority. Well, also, did you hear that uh, Obama went to the U.N. with charges against the United States? He yes, filed I charges. Did. <laughs> he didn't file charges. He uh, he just he just said, you know, flaw is he complained about the human rights issue and the police violation of human rights and blah. Even though that didn't happen, it didn't stop him from talking about it and really putting down the country. But you know, kings do that kind of stuff. See, he's not he's not in complete power yet, so he's just got to go kicking everybody else. You do realize that. Our founding fathers and mothers and citizens of this United States wouldn't even put up with this from King George the Third. This, oh no. all this, this was this is beyond. They King George the Third did less to them than what he is doing and his administration's doing to us and our own elected cockroaches. Did then did King George to the people of the colonies. And you know I say that because we have a constitution. And each individual colony had their own type of constitution. Yes, but the only constitution that mattered was once the state government was formed. But I'm saying we wouldn't have put up with this. This is, he didn't even have to do as much as this guy. Well, you say that, <laughs> but they wanted Washington to be a king. They, they offered to make him a king. So I guess not quite so, I guess we weren't quite so down on monarchy back then. Apparently, we love them now. Just what? It's just who's my? They forget. No matter who good the monarch is, you make monarch. He's going to have children. Doesn't not all be good? And they might end up in charge. And then he might be a horrible, well, tyrannical, murderous king. You see, that's the problem with monarchy. You don't know. That's kind of the problem with our elections nowadays. You don't know. It's kind of dangerous, don't you think? You, you never know who you're sending up there. Seems no matter what letter they put after the name, they're part of the same political movement. I don't know how. I figured by now everybody would be tired of the dance. I still, oh look, we got said, oh we we got this through. Oh, wow, it was a great victory. No, it wasn't. Did you read the fine print? Or, or how about all the amendments they tack on? Again, they're going to try and put amendments on fence authorization. I think. I can't remember which bill's coming out. They're going to sneak. Uh, this is their new thing. They're not doing gun control legislation. The best way to stop violent crime with guns is to take away ammunition. They got. They already got the th already thing built. I mean, they're planning on doing it first with the internet. You're going to be not be able to buy any ammo on the internet any longer. You're going to have to go to a physical gun store or sporting goods place to buy your ammo. All bulk ammo will be reported to the government. That's just the highlights. Hopefully it won't get through. But, you know, you might want to give them a one ringy dingy. Are you done with this? I am. Okay. You can go back to the copy. Because I have to push a button. And I sent you the link for <clears throat> for the website. I've been pretty good lately. I've been doing it the next day. 
Oh, I, I'm not about to put that much pressure on you. <laughs> I've been doing it, my, putting it on myself. Because you know what happens if I don't do it the next day? I put the link. I, I'm talking about putting the links up on the blog, um, folks. If I don't and I go like two days, we get so busy around here. By the time I go, I go to look to do the copy for the next show, I'm like, my God, I didn't do this yet. <laughs> yeah, you might want to make a note to yourself. <laughs> anyway, I need to push a button. Push the button. Let's get a grip on immigration in the great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration. In these great United States Thank you, Carl Clang Clang with the K.com. Of course, that means it's time for the Illegal Alien Invasion Report. This time, meets the Fuzzy Muzzies. This is not good at all. As soon as you said buzzy, it wasn't good. Nothing good comes from Islam. Never has, never will. From WorldNet Daily, the U.S. is bringing in 100,000 Muslims every year through legal channels such as the United Nations Refugee Program and various visa programs. But new reports indicate a pipeline has been established through the southern border with the help of the federal agency whose job it is to protect the homeland. They're coming from Somalia and other African nations, according to Homeland Security official, who was caught recently transporting a busload of Africans. There are no Africans, it's a continent. To a detention center near Victorville, California. Thus fulfilling dreams of his father. Oh, and by the way, Again, I saw in Bones how they look at the periorbital ridges in the skull, and they can tell if you're a man or a female, if you're Caucasoid, uh, Mongoloid, or, or a Negroid, all of which terms the scientists use because those are scientific facts. I just have to say that in case certain person's listening that I've been trying to explain that to. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Anyway, you know how I feel about this. Uh, nobody should be coming anywhere over here that's poor. We don't need any more poor people. We got plenty. Half of Americans are on government assistance, so we don't need any more poor people. We got we got enough of our own. Well, you understand that poor is really. I don't care how poor it is. It's not my country, not my continent, not my world. I don't care. I I, I mean, I care in the existential sense. Like if I had money, I might send. No, I wouldn't. I know where it goes. It never gets to them anyway. There's no way to help those people over there. <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, that, that continent is a complete and utter mess ever since Britain left. Uh, all right. So we're back to Somalia. If no one remembers Somalia, that's Black Hawk Black Downtime. That's with, I feel your pain, Bill Ball Clinton. I feel your pain. Yeah, he felt he felt their pain, all right. Yeah. But he just turned tail and ran. Bill Clinton is directly responsible for World Trade Center bombing. 
Bill Clinton negotiated for a hostage and left without blowing the crap out of them for what they did to our servicemen. It was it it was a slap in the face of all our servicemen. And also, that's when Obama. Uh, oh, sorry, Osama bin Laden. I mean, Obama Saladin. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, that's when he first said, America is a paper tiger. And that's what encouraged them to plan attack America. Because they did, right there in the volume, we ran away. It just, it encouraged them. It encouraged the, the whole Middle East. That story just got them money, followers, guns, everything. Uh, so really, Clinton is really mostly to blame for this. Not to mention, I who was, I can't remember who was the first trade center bombing. Was that Clinton too? I don't remember. Uh, we might have wanted to mention that was terrorism and done something about it. Then they never told us it was a Muslim terrorist and blew, tried to blow it up. Find out later, yeah, it was. So, you know, they got all this. And the coal, remember the coal? Yeah, they, they ran a ship full of explosives into our ship trying to dock. What was done in retaliation for that? Nothing. See, you see how they keep escalating and we do nothing. And that's how it is. That's how it is with Obama's people right now. They're going to keep on escalating until we do something. And if we don't do something, they're going to take us over. And that's a fact. That's coming. That's in the plan. I, you will not ever witness anything like America again. Somalia is the home base of Al-Shabaab, Babu, Badi, Bada, a designated foreign terrorist organization that slaughtered 147 Christians at a university in Kenya just last month. It executed another 67 at the Westgate Mall in Nairobi, Kenya in 2013 and has put out warnings that it will target malls in Canada and the U.S. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we go back to the days when we didn't have malls? You remember those days. There were no malls. Store was in a building <laughs> or standalone by itself. There weren't these big malls like they are now where everybody comes together to congregate. Between that and public school, we are a uh, target-rich environment, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why they haven't hit the elementary schools yet. I'm telling you, that's that, so they'll help me. So you hear me. You maybe you should get your kid out of there or figure out something besides a gun-free zone for your security. Anyway, uh, I've put out Mark, uh, warnings it's going to target malls in Canada and the U.S. Dozens of Somali refugees in the U.S. have been arrested, charged, and convicted of providing support to overseas terrorist organization over the past few years. Oh, no one told you that either, did they? Libya is also awash in Islamist terror group following the death of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011. ISIS beheaded 21 Coptic Christians on a Libyan beach in February, and they've been, they've been continuing to do that. So when Anita Fuentes of OpenYourEyesPeople.com posted a video of a U.S. Department of Homeland Security bus pulling into a shell station in Victorville on the night of May the 7th 
admitting he had a busload of Somalis and other Africans who had crossed the southern border. It raised more than a few eyebrows among those concerned with illegal immigration and national security. A man who appeared to be a Customs and Border Patrol agent was filmed at the gas station at 10.30 p.m. When questioned by Fuentes, he informed her that his large touring bus was full of Somalis and other Africans being transported to a nearby detention center. The tour bus had the U.S. Homeland Security logo, and the agent appeared calm and professional. The windows to the bus were covered. When I asked if he was transporting illegal immigrants, the driver said, No, we ended up taking some people to a detention center, Somalis and all the Africans. They sound like illegal immigrants to me. I can, can a guy sit there and no, they're not illegal immigrants. They're Somalis and other others from the African continent. Uh, a detention center over here, Fuentes asks? Yeah, he said. Victorville is about 161 miles from the Mexican border. Is that because they're crossing the border, Fuentes asks? Well, they're coming in asking for asylum, he said. That's what it is. That special keyword, huh? That's a password now, Fuentes said. That's what the password is now, he responds. The flow of information stopped when Fuentes asked about the presence of ISIS near the border, a story which the watchdog agency Jihad Watch reported last month. ISIS being at the border, she asked? I'm not going to talk to you when you're recording me, ma'am, the agent says. Any information you want, ma'am, go ahead and look it up online. A small part of a larger story. More than 100,000 Somalis have been brought to the United States legally since 1991 through the UN Refugee Resettlement Program. Where was the resettlement of all the Christians in the Middle East? Close to half of them have been resettled in Minnesota, Stan. With the, now you know why I call it that. With the rest dispersed throughout Ohio, Maine, the California, Idaho, Texas. We'll pick this back up. we got to uh, go to a quick break and then in the interview with our guests. So you stay tuned because the Uncooperative Radio Show will be right back. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Are payday loans ruining your life? Do you want control over your money again? If you have two or more 
payday loan cash advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about. A program that may help get aggressive in unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates. And they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, call right now for a free consultation. 877-314-2657-877-314-2657-877-314-2657-877-314-2657. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Okay, and welcome back to the Unquabbin Radio Show. And I'm here tonight with Mr. Alex Newman, the author of Crimes of the Educators. He is an international journalist, educator, and consultant who is currently based in Europe but has lived in four continents. He has a degree in journalism from the University of Florida and has worked for numerous publications in the U.S. and abroad. Okay, Mr. Newman, are you there? I'm here. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, this is a great honor, sir. I love this book. I I usually like to read it cover to cover before an interview, but there was no way I could do that with this book. You you can't speed read it. Uh, But I did get through a lot of it, and i got to say I'm impressed. Excellent. So what made you decide to write this book in the first place? Uh, you know, Sam Blumenfeld, Dr. Blumenfeld, he has been uh, at the forefront of researching this stuff for about 40 or 50 years now. And so the genesis of the book really goes back, you know, 40, 50 years when Dr. Blumenfeld started first uncovering the massive scandals in our, uh, you know, so-called government schools, actually, uh, you know, criminal enterprises masquerading as government schools. And uh, so basically we... One of the first things we did was compile, you know, this 50 years worth of research, condense it down to the most important points to 
put it all together in one kind of comprehensive work where we could just blow the lid off all of this in one place. And then, uh, you know, Sam, so he did all of that. And then I came in and I had been writing for many years already on things like the Common Core, things like UNESCO's involvement in education and where this was all heading unless people wake up and put a stop to it. And so Sam kind of covered the past. I kind of covered the present and the future. And it was just an honor and a, and a, and a real pleasure to, to work with him and such a knowledgeable person. And, you know, we, we knew that um, this stuff needs to be exposed. This is absolutely critical. The totalitarians understand that the battle for liberty uh, is, is going to be fought and won or lost in the classroom. And conservatives and libertarians and people who like the Constitution need to understand that as well. If they get the minds of the kids, it's all over. And every totalitarian has understood this. And so, you know, I can't think of a more important topic to uh, to write on and a more important issue to expose than what we're doing with this book. Absolutely. Uh, history, funny you mentioned that. I, I think I remember part where you talked about what someone said in 1924 about the children. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we one of the things we did for this book was look quite extensively at what totalitarian dictatorships had done um, on education. So we looked at kind of what Hitler had done and what he had written about education and what Lenin had done and written on education and, uh, you know, other totalitarian regimes. And they all understood that, um, you know, if you want to enslave a nation, what you need to do is seize control of the education system. So, you know, maybe the current generation is a lost cause, but once you have the minds of the children, it becomes very easy to, you know, brainwash them and, and maintain your tyrannical system. And so we looked at, you know, what Hitler did and what Lenin did, and the parallels are very troubling. And actually, John Dewey, the architect of our um, educational quagmire that we're faced with right now, uh, he studied the Soviet schools. He wanted to understand how they were so successfully mass-producing collectivists and atheists and then import that model to the United States, and that's what he did. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> and... uh I think the first reference in history I ever found to it was the Teachers Association president, 1826, who said that what they have to do is not educate the children, but to teach them that this rugged individualist nonsense is just that and that their parents are idiots. So I was like, 1826, that's that's uh, that's a long time back. And uh, you mentioned H.L. Mencken in, 18, in 1924. Uh, who said pretty much the same thing? He wants to turn them into little collectivists, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and you know that's that's what we're dealing with right now—a um, system that was set up for the deliberate purpose of dumbing down our children, for the specific purpose of stripping the American people of their system of government, of their liberties, of their constitutional protections, and of their prosperity that we've obtained through the free market, and, of course, the Christian foundations of this nation. All of it had to be hollowed out to make way for Dewey's vision of collectivism and, and utopia. And, uh, you know, we're seeing the fruits of that today. Our society is falling apart. Uh, yeah, you can't, yeah those, uh, they've been working on us at a slow pace but they've got us in a bad spot right now. Uh, now, the, the education system that really started all this, and I've recently done, actually been doing research on this, uh, was the whole method of, of visualizing words rather than phonics retrained their brain to think right brain instead of left brain 
and a lot of that turned into dyslexia. And in other ways, it just turned like people today that are just functional illiterates because uh, if they don't absolutely memorize the word, if they don't they don't know how to deal with it, they don't know how to sound that out, they don't know how to do anything. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the key things that we're exposing in this book. I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you, but um, Dewey and his uh, criminal utopian cohorts, uh, they understood that to change America from you know what we had to where they wanted to go with it, a communist utopia, socialist utopia, uh, they would have to undermine the literacy of the American people. We were back then the most literate society on earth. Uh, John Adams, one of our first presidents, said that uh, an American who can't read is as rare as a comet or an earthquake. And Thomas Jefferson used to brag that American farmers were the only farmers in the world who read Homer. Uh, today, you know, your government school kids don't even know who Homer is. But um, so they wanted to undermine literacy, and their their most important tool for doing that was implementing this whole word method of learning how to read. Sometimes it's called the look-say method or the sight method. There's different terminology that they use. But uh, in a nutshell, they're teaching the children to read or not read, as the case may be, um, English as if it were Chinese. So they're teaching the kids to memorize whole words as if they were you know, Chinese pictographs, symbols that represent something, rather than teaching them what the letters sound like phonetically. We have a phonetic alphabet, so obviously you teach that uh, phonetically. And... Um, you know, this has produced an absolute disaster. We went from being the most literate society on the planet where virtually everyone could read to being a society where now the federal government has done studies and they say 55% of Americans can barely read. And illiteracy, you know, illiterates are being pumped out of the government schools by the millions. They can't even read their high school diploma, much less their constitution or their declaration of independence or their Bibles. It's, it's frightening. I have a daughter who's fairly recently out of college and uh so i've i've been exposed to the millennial mind frame and it seems, seems like entitlement and that we're not even done cuz we we got to talk about common core it's going to get worse right it certainly is and common core is kind of the next phase in the dumbing down of the american people agenda um and that's exactly what it is. I mean, the, the notion that this is state-led is it's patently, provably false. The notion that this is going to improve education is provably false. Even the, the subject matter experts on their rubber stamp Common Core Validation Committee refused to sign off because these standards were so terrible. Uh, in kindergarten, now they're teaching the children that they need to learn how to read uh, the, using the whole word method. They need to memorize lists of words. And this is just absolute quackery. It's been known to be quackery since it was developed in the 1840s. Um, but they're, they're promoting it for a purpose, and uh, the purpose is to dumb down the American people. Now, Common Core is going to kind of entrench this system, make it virtually impossible to get rid of, because they're whittling their way into every school and every state in this country using federal bribe money and so on. And this can't be changed. Once it's in the system, uh, you're not allowed to change it. You have to teach to the standards of the national testing regime being funded by the federal government is going to make it virtually impossible to deviate from the standards. So every kid in this country is going to learn from dumbed-down standards. The math expert on the validation committee said some of this is based on incorrect math. Uh, the English expert on the committee said, I'm not signing off on this. This is going to reduce the critical thinking abilities of children. So, you know, we are going toward a nightmare at breakneck speed, and if people don't slam on the brakes, it's going to be a big problem for our country. And 
uh, you know, that it, it's clear the the future is not going to be bright if this isn't um, halted immediately. Well, it, this is tough because we've got multiple generations still in the hopper that even if we changed it today, are still going to come out the other end, at least partially indoctrinated. Uh, you you have a term for public schools that I I can't believe it. I've been using this forever and I've never heard anybody else say it but you. And you said it was child abuse, and I yeah, agree. And, and it is child abuse. It, it, it is. I mean, they're they're they know. I mean, modern neuroscience now can show that they're they're producing actual physical brain damage in the children by teaching them to misread using this quack methodology. Uh, they're destroying their spiritual beliefs. They're in, in biblical religion. They're drugging them and they're dumbing them down. This is, I mean, that's child abuse. If a parent would do that to their children, they would have their kids taken away and they'd be prosecuted, and probably rightfully so. You cannot perpetrate deliberate brain damage on a child and uh, and expect to get off without consequences. That's a very serious crime. And uh, Sam and I argue that this is just child abuse and it should be prosecuted. They know that this is what they're doing. I mean, the average teacher in the normal classroom doesn't understand this. But at the upper levels, they know full well what they're doing, and it's criminal. And, you know, I just heard uh, presidential hopeful. I think it was, was it Jeb Bush or was it the guy from Ohio? I, don't, I can't remember. Uh, but he was talking about Common Core. It was the guy from Ohio from Fox News. Kucinich, yeah. He was talking about Common Core. He was asked the question. He goes, well, I don't have a problem with Common Core. Common Core was created uh, by the state governors. The, the states had, you know, sit down, had input on it. And I was listening to it. My mouth just hit the floor. But uh, I'll let you answer that one. You know, that's it, it's a blatant lie. Um, and and it, that's the correct term here. This isn't misinformation. This isn't an accident. They're deliberately lying to people. Uh, now, they say, well, the National Governors Association took a lead role in creating the Common Core Standards. Okay, what is the National Governors Association? <clears throat> this is not states. This is a lobbying organization, a trade group based in Washington, D.C., that's funded by the federal government. So, um, you know, the notion that this lobbying organization funded by the federal government is states is a lie. It's, it's that simple. And then Obama used stimulus money bribes to impose it on 46 states. Literally, he took stimulus money and said, state, if you don't uh, accept our Common Core standards and our Common Core tests, we're going to cut you off uh, from federal funding. You're not going to get raised right to the top grant money. And, uh, you know, at that point, we were having some economic problems, and they threatened all the teachers. They said, hey, you're going to be fired if we don't take this bribe money because we don't have enough money to, you know, keep you on staff. And so that's how it happened. Without anybody participating, the state legislatures, for the most part, weren't consulted. Uh, this was a federal operation from top to bottom. And, of course, you had the special interest playing a key role. Uh, you know, Bill Gates is certainly not a state or a coalition of states. He's a billionaire who uh, funds a lot of very uh, things that I consider very abhorrent, like birth control, abortion, uh, the United Nations Population Agency that has been caught doing forced abortions in communist China. Um, and so he put between $2 billion and $6 billion of his own money uh, into Common Core, into developing these terrible standards and into promoting them and into buying off the think tanks and the unions so that they would pretend like this was legitimate. Uh, you know, none of these players are states. States had virtually no role in this other than just accepting Obama bribe money and imposing it. 
I've noticed that this administration twists a lot of arms. I mean, when you get, you know, the the food producers, the processed food producers to say, okay, I'm going to put less salt in my food. Uh, you can get McDonald's to agree to change its menu without anything at all except arm twisting behind the scenes. I don't understand. People aren't seeing this. I mean, he's literally extorting people. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. You're kind of cutting in and out. But, um, you know, this president is the most lawless president we've ever had, and that's really saying something. Uh, I mean, he acts quite literally like an emperor. If you listen to his rhetoric, uh, just a few years ago, he was saying, hey, I'm not a dictator. I can't, for example, unilaterally rewrite uh, immigration law. And then, sure enough, a few years later, he goes and unilaterally rewrites immigration law. So we have uh, an executive branch that is completely out of control, uh, Common Core Standards is one of the examples of this, and they're doing the same thing with health care, trying to nationalize that through Obamacare. They're doing the same thing with our police departments. That now they want to do it with the Internet, with the you know net neutrality of put in the door to nationalize the Internet. And they want to nationalize everything. And beyond that, they're trying to take it to the next level and globalize everything. And the same thing is happening in education. Exactly, and you know, it's all ties together, which is exactly why the border stays open no matter what, no matter who's in charge, the border never seals because, well, they don't want borders, right? We're having a thunderstorm here, so it could be affecting my signal. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to hear you. You're kind of cutting in and out. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, are you fine? Okay, um, good stuff. All right. So uh, what I <clears throat> what I was saying what I was saying is that uh, all this stuff seems connected, even with the fact that they don't want to seal the border, no matter who's in charge. Right, and, and what we're saying is the agenda, you know, proceeds under Republican and Democrat presidents. It doesn't really matter. But uh, you know, they're all on the same team here, and we're not on it. We're going to be the victims of their dumbing down and of all the other schemes that they're concocting right this instant, including infinite illegal immigration and nationalized police and nationalized health care. Um, and, you know, they don't care anymore what people say about it. They just do it. So, Well, we can't have borders if we're going to have worldwide socialism, right? We, so it doesn't matter. Uh, how many, you know, I, I'm trying to sit back to the schools here. Common Core, in my opinion, is like, the last step it's over if they get to do this to the children then their brains will be permanently rewired in the way they think and see the world and that's not good for the future of the country right uh yeah absolutely and i mean if these kids can't read their high school diploma what hope do we have that they're going to read their constitution and understand uh you know the foundations of this country um and common core is indeed uh you know we're getting to the final steps of this, where they are, um, you know, trying to globalize all of this. Now, UNESCO has what they call the World Poor Curriculum, which is uh, in many ways very similar to Common Core, and they want to impose this on all of humanity. So the first step, and UNESCO openly talks about this, uh, the first step is to get every country to adopt national standards. And Bill Gates, of course, the financier of Common Core, signed a deal with UNESCO in 2004 on education. UNESCO is the UN Education Agency. Uh, and then nowadays you have uh, Obama's Education Secretary, Arne Duncan, 
bragging about it to our faces. He gave a speech before UNESCO recently, and he said, uh, yeah, UNESCO is my global, a global partner in the cradle-to-career education reform agenda, and we're going to use the schools as a weapon to change the world, and we're going to use the schools to turn your children into green global citizens. So, I mean, they're practically shouting it from the rooftops at this point, but the media is not covering it. But, uh, I mean, if, if they're this open about it at this point, this brazen, it means that we're getting close to the final stages, which is a global miseducation regime to dumb down all of humanity. And if you're just joining us, I'm here with Alex Newman, author of Crimes of the Educators, which he co-authored with Samuel Blumenfield. Uh, could you tell them where they could find the book, sir? Sure. Um, it can be purchased through uh, Amazon.com. All the big retailers are carrying it, at least online, uh, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, etc. Um, if people want a signed copy, uh, Sam and I signed uh, a few thousand copies. Those are available through uh, the WND Superstore, which is superstore.wnd.com. Uh, so, you know, direct from the publisher. And uh, some some of the good bookstores are carrying it, but uh, online is probably the easiest way to get it. So. Okay, and now, is there any hope? I think there is. If I didn't think there was hope, I probably would have given up and you know gone to go make a bunch of money somewhere. <laughs> um, but you know, the the fact that Common Core is producing so much resistance, I think, is enormously encouraging. I think this is you know the first time, maybe in generations that Americans across the political spectrum are united in saying this needs to stop. It doesn't matter. Liberals, progressives, communists, libertarians, conservatives, right-wingers, everybody is upset about this, and the establishment is doing everything they can to stop it and to divert it, but they're not being successful. And so, you know, the fact that this common core is attracting so much resistance, I'm hoping that it will cause people to take a more fundamental look at what's going on in the schools, because once people examine this and once people understand that this is deliberate, um, you know, there's still enough smart people, enough educated people in the United States to say, enough of this, we're going to have real education now. And so that's encouraging. And then there's also the homeschooling movement, which I think is hugely encouraging. We have something like six million homeschooled kids in this country. And, uh, you know, these kids are going to be very well educated. They're going to be able to read. They're going to understand the foundations of our country. And, uh, you know, six million well-educated, very smart people is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. So, uh, so I think both of those things are very encouraging. And it's not to paint a rosy picture. We're in a very dire situation right here. But there are bright spots on the horizon. And I hope uh, that this will continue developing and people will continue taking a look at what's going on here. Yeah, uh so I, I, although I agree, and I think we get colleges like Hillsdale to to the list of hopeful educators, uh, they do give a classical education, and they don't take federal money. Mm-hmm. So now we have to ask: the best way to fix the local school problem, to me, would be to take over the school boards. No, uh, you know that's going to be important. But right now, we're in a situation where. Um, the states, thanks to the Obama bribe money and thanks to No Child Left Behind and Clinton's goal of 2000, now the states have all kind of started usurping the role of local school boards. And so school boards are kind of just rubber stamp implementation committees. So it, I think it's important for parents who are concerned about this to run for school board and to win. But, um, 
you know, this is a, a huge operation that we're up against with billions of dollars in federal tax money and Bill Gates money and establishment money. So at a fundamental level, I think what needs to happen is, um, yes, we need to run for school boards. We need to run for state legislatures. We need to run for Congress. And, uh, you know, we need to deal with this at every level of government because it's that insidious, it's that serious. And, uh, you know, it, we're not going to be able to stop it just at the local school boards because, again, so many of the states are mandating this thanks to, again, Obama's uh, bribe money. Well, that, that's another thing to think about. If, if the governor can override the school board, I, I question that logic. But it shouldn't be that way, in my opinion. And I'd rather see a shift away from government schools at all. I mean, I... I'd like to see a whole movement heading in the opposite direction. Uh, have you seen any indication of that? Uh, you know, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, the the road that we're on right now is going to lead to the opposite. They're trying to quash homeschooling. They're trying to bring private schools under government control. Uh, they don't want independent schools. They don't want independent thinkers. Um, and so, you know, the establishment is determined to even wipe out local school boards. Actually, the head of Achieve, Inc., which is the organization that produced the Common Core Standards, he wrote a column in the Wall Street Journal saying, we just need to abolish local school districts. There's just an outdated relic. Um, and I agree with you. We really should be moving away from the model of government education. I mean, first of all, you just have this inherent conflict of interest, right? If, if the government, uh, which obviously wants to maintain itself in power and expand its power, is educating the children. I mean, what, what can we expect? Well, we should expect that the children are going to be indoctrinated into believing that government is the answer and government should be bigger and should be more powerful. And so that's an inherent conflict of interest. But, uh, you know, if, if we could just get reading taught the correct way, it would, it would be such a boom for American education and just for the ability of Americans to think critically and to understand things and to familiarize themselves with our history and science and all these things. Uh, but I, I absolutely agree with you. It's just that, unfortunately, uh, the establishment has other plans in mind, and that includes, uh, you know, bringing private schools under government control, uh, quashing homeschooling, or at least bringing it under government control. And we absolutely need to resist that. Yeah, I, I've noticed they're trying to push homeschoolers. They're saying they have to teach Common Core. Uh, that you know that ruins the whole purpose of homeschooling if you have to teach their agenda. Uh, Exactly. And, but it would be so easy for us to just fund our own local schools uh, and not have this government money interfering with the education of our children. They've politicized everything in our country right now. I don't know. I can't think of any major anything that isn't completely corrupted by progressives. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was part of the plan. And, you know, the, the communists and the socialists and the totalitarians understood that you can never take America by force, or you couldn't have before. And so, you know, Gramsci outlined this, uh, you know, from an Italian prison. You need to infiltrate all the institutions in the society, the media, the academia, um, all, all of the cultural institutions, the, the churches, and you need to eat away at it from the inside. And then, once the society is falling apart, then it's ripe for totalitarianism, and that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, our, our, our universities, our, our establishment media, our government schools, our government itself, uh, they're all 
filled and packed with radicals and socialists and communists and utopians and uh, people who just abhor the ideas that our country was founded on. And these were good ideas, the notion that everybody has individual rights that come from God and that the government exists to protect those rights. All of that is being lost. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a frightening prospect to think about, you know, what's going to happen when, when they finally succeed. And if we don't stop them, um, you know, we're going to find out. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm concerned. I, I really don't want to find out, but <laughs> I mean, we we need more time yeah. to take the states back, you know, so we can reassert constitutional sovereignty. So uh, um, we need to slow it down, but I think they know that, and that's why they're prodding him to speed things up. And he is – um, can you believe he's acting without Congress? I mean, he has uh, unconstitutional power already through those agencies – but then it, he uses it to change the law and enforce things that weren't passed by Congress, and he's still in office, and that is a bad sign, I think. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm so disappointed with the Republicans. Every single one of them ran on the promise that they were going to reign in the administration. And they must just all think that we're idiots and that we don't understand how the government works. Because the House of Representatives has the purse strings. The House of Representatives is dominated by Republicans who ran on a platform of stopping Obama. It's very easy to stop Obama. Stop giving him money. It, it's just that simple. No more money for EPA regulation. No more money for UN treaties. No more money for global warming nonsense. No more money for changing immigration laws. And that's the end of the story. But the Republicans in Congress, rather than focusing on those things, which is what they ran on, Instead, they turn around and they say, now we have to empower Obama with trade promotion authority so that he can pass his, what he calls, what Obama calls, the most progressive trade agreements in the history of the United States. This is just total craziness. They're playing the voters for fools. Uh, the Republicans ran on exactly the opposite of what they're doing, and that's very disconcerting. I think they all need to be fired, Democrats and Republicans. This is just craziness. You're right, because they're not impeaching him, and the people are screaming impeach him, and... He, they just let him keep doing what he's doing. It, it, he's going to do more until you push back. The, the people right. that they run him are going to do it. Yes, I know. All right. Uh, thank you. I wanted to pump your book again before we go. Uh, Crimes of the Educators by Samuel Blumenfeld and Alex Newman. I could read the professor's name there for it. Sorry, it just got dark in here. <laughs> I'm down with the dark. So where where can they get to your book again? Uh, Amazon.com is a good place to get it. Otherwise, um, you know, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Target, all of these are selling it at least online. Um, and then autographed copies are available straight from the publisher. It's uh, superstore.wnd.com if people want to get uh, a copy with a signature in it. So. Oh, great. Um, then I want to thank you. Do you have any of the books in the future, or this was just a one-off? Uh, no, I, I co-authored another book not too long ago called uh, World Federalism 101. Uh, basically, what we did was just looked at the congressional record and just uh, pulled out public statements showing that uh, these, uh, you know, this movement toward uh, building up a world government has used to be much more out in the open. I mean, there was resolutions in Congress, and it was very uh, widely and openly supported just a few decades ago. So really, that's just a compilation of information, and then. Uh, you know, I write articles every day. If people are interested in uh, in that, they can just use any search engine, type in my name, and type in a subject, and you'll find stuff. So, Okay. I want to thank you, sir. And if you ever want to come back on the show, just 
let us know. Is there anything else you want to tell the people before you leave? Excellent. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, please keep in touch. I'm happy to come on uh, anytime. And thank you for everything you're doing. You bet. God bless you, sir. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your Co-op Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you? Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-graded vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks and pickup trucks and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our place somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. She'll be all right for a while, for a while she can smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. 
Oh, hell! You know I taught her well You couldn't tell That she fakes crying Over You use my middle name What a nasty campaign I'm not ashamed Of my middle name It rhymes with change For her reign and John Wayne I'm the next JFK But just call me B.O. today Can you refrain From using my middle name Now let me explain It causes Oprah stress and strain I believe we can collectively come together and change. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Okay, Ed. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Oh, and I want to thank our guest, uh, Alex Newman. I can never remember. Oh, his co-host is Blumenthal. That's it. For writing the book, Crimes of the Educators. It needed to be written. And believe me, it's a good book. Samuel L. Blumenfeld. That's his other Well, that would help. Anyway, uh, it was an excellent interview. I think you should go buy his book because I'm telling you, you start reading it, you you realize you know, this is going to be a light read. There's a lot of information in there. Well, you know, not even if you don't have children, like we don't have children that are school age, but these children are going to be av- our future. They're the future of our country, and at least they'll give you the ammunition when you talk to parents who do have children in school. Yes, I mean, the facts are now in. That the way they're teaching reading, which is, I forgot to bring up there in the interview, uh, actually it was taken from how they teach deaf people to read, because they can't hear. So they can't learn it that way. But when you're not deaf, it actually forces your brain to use a different side of the brain. We're all born with our left brain ready to communicate. But if they teach when they teach that whole picture nonsense for words, it it creates a problem. They have to use their right brain for that, and so now we've trained their right brain to do what their left brain's supposed to be doing, and some kids ended up with dyslexia from it. Common Core is going to be worse than dyslexia. No, they now have a direct correlation between the way they're teaching children how to read and dyslexia, and nobody's doing anything about it. 
All right. Back to the Somalis. Uh, close to half of them have been resettled in Minnesota, Stan, with the rest dispersed throughout Ohio, Maine, California, Texas, Idaho, Tennessee, Colorado, Georgia, and several other states. Now, if you're in one of those states, you might want to ask your governor, where, where are these refugees and why have I not been told? And why have we not been asked whether we wanted to bring refugees from Somalia into our state? No, the federal government does not get to decide that. It seems that the states don't exist. Why do we have state governments? They're just functionaries for the federal government. Well, it's not federal, it's national. The Somali community in Minnesota, Stan, has had well-documented problems with assimilating. They don't want to assimilate. They're told not to assimilate. They're worse than the illegal aliens that are now being told by our executive branch, don't assimilate, learn to navigate. That's a slogan. Don't assimilate, learn to navigate. Navigate all the stuff they can get for free from you and me. You see. <sighs> Running up a troubling record of crime and radicalization, scores of Somalis have been arrested and charged with providing material support to overseas terrorist organizations such as Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS. Now, again, everyone keeps making like, oh, it's because they're poor, and oh, we didn't do this, or we didn't do that, and that that's why they didn't, that's why they got radicalized. There was no radicalization. There are it, they are Muslims. I hate to break it to you. Everywhere except where you don't, you, where you don't live in your nice little world, uh, Muslims are not happy people. Their religion teaches them to hate everybody and kill everybody and steal from everybody. So, I mean, it's quite an interesting religion. In fact, it's not one. It's a theocracy, which is a form of government. But it's it's just amazing how it is more amoral following the religion than it is not to follow the religion. If anything should tell people there's something wrong with that thing they call a religion, that should do it. Scores of Somalis have been arrested in charge with providing material support. Oh, that was the other thing, too. What, what about the imams that tell them to go out, go into American towns, stay to yourselves, live under Sharia law, create your own communities, build yourself up until you can start pushing Sharia law into the law of the local governments and then state and then, of course, national. Never assimilate. Pretty clear message, and the way they've been behaving in Europe, pretty clear strategy, too. Others have left the country to fight for al-Shabaab and ISIS, including six from Minnesota stand last month, who were arrested after making repeated attempts to leave the country to join ISIS. Why don't you let them leave? Just don't let them come back. It's an easy one. They're doing it over in Europe. You love Europe. You, you progs love Europeans so much. That's what they're doing. Why don't you do the same thing? Brian, this goes to the constitutionality of the immigration laws, okay? It's up to we, the states, to decide who the hell's in our state. Well, like I, like I said, I completely disagree with Scalia's opinion that the people never gave the power to the national government over immigration, but they took it to themselves, and rightly so, and the people have accepted it.
And oh, that's right. And people have accepted it rightly and rightly so. That's what he said. That was as close to a quote as I can get. Uh, wow. I know. <laughs> something, that's supposed to be our famous, our best Supreme Court judge. I still say Thomas Clarence by far beats Clarence everybody. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. I said Thomas Clarence, didn't I? I used to did. <laughs> I, must, I must have been reading too much about Common Core lately. It's, it messed up my brain. I got dyslexia. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, anyway, let's get back to the uh, Minnesota stand people. I I just, I can't believe, how, oh, why would anybody let this thing into our country? Everywhere it goes, it overthrows governments destroys culture and implants itself there well again what you were saying <laughs> call your governor and say excuse me uh who's coming into my state because i'm not going to pay for them and uh who's coming into my public schools again good reason to get rid of government schools but notice there's nothing you can do about it your elected cockroaches won't act they will not do their constitutional duty, and you haven't convinced them of the need to. I still hear conservatives say, I would be political suicide. Oh, my God. Oh, they can't impeach him. Look what happened with Clinton. It wasn't, it wasn't that thing, the impeachment of Clinton, that caused the fall of those Republicans. Uh, it, but even if it was so, that was a completely different thing and where they never controlled the narrative and they let the narrative become that they're impeaching him because he had sex with with uh well basically committed adultery that was not what it was about it was about it was about impeaching him because he he perjured himself you might remember you will go oh scooter libby's going to jail yay they got him for perjury yay yay well what happened to bill clinton he perjured himself on camera in front of all the world while under oath, you have to be to perjure yourself. When he testified, he lied. Later he says, well, it depends upon what your definition of sex is. What the definition of is is. I mean, this guy's amazing. Bonding a whole two generations of disgusting little girls. Very true. Huh. And I didn't believe that was going to happen when someone said that to me. I was like, why, why, would, our, why would our young people be so uh, controlled by the actions of the President of the United States. Because they were told so in school. They started. It's three generations back, Brian. Uh-huh. I do like, you know, I got to favor Al-Shabaab. It's got the best name. Okay, moving along. That prompted the U.S. Attorney for Minnesota Stan, Andrew Luger, to admit in an April 20 press conference that we have a terror recruitment problem in Minnesota. Do you think? At least two Somalis in Columbus, Ohio, have also been arrested on terrorism charges. Now, to be fair, this has nothing to do with the places they're at. It has to do with progressive policies which allow these things in the places they're at. And they think this is wonderful. They're destroying our country. Completely destroying our country. And we're sitting back and letting them. 
well, we better get mad as hell and we better stop taking it anymore because we don't have that much time left. The reason that the, the reason that this is so uh, effective is because of the political correctness, Brian. Do you realize that they say 47% are on some kind of uh, assistance program from the government? Yeah, except that like three years ago, or two or three years ago, uh, I remember, it w what was it saying? A public assistance, three years ago. You remember, but now you forgot. That's not what I said. Yes, you said, so many people are on public assistance, but I remember. Ah, so many people, the percentage. Okay, but... Over 50% of Americans pulled, are, were pulling government checks, one form or another, back then, years ago. Over 50%. That's supposed to be the tipping point. Because, you know, people, those 50-something percent majority are going to vote for more stuff, not for someone that's going to say, we got to cut back, balance the budget, stop borrowing money. They're not going to want to hear that. Well, we'll start that hopefully here shortly, but uh, I'm not impressed so far. Someone's got to explain to me something better that's been explained. Cruz, Rubio, uh, every 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 conservative senator, senator, especially the Tea Party ones, that voted. And I still want to know who the one person who wasn't there. I haven't found that out yet. I need to go. I need to go and look. One person was absent for the vote. It was a 98 to 1. There's 100 senators, so somebody was missing. But the Tea Party guys voted yes, and I want to know why. Why? They, they got this nonsense in their head, and they repeated that, well, this way we'll have a say in the deal. The other way, we won't have any say. What are you talking about? He can say you're not going to have any say if he wants. But the whole world understands the law and understands that in this country... Uh, no treaty is ratified unless the Senate, two-thirds of those present, vote for it. Not because the president signs it. And there are no presidential agreements. It's either a treaty or it isn't done. There's no power for the president to make agreements outside of treaties. That are things that are normally a treaty, you understand. Uh, don't worry. He, he's just going to take. He's going to use all his executive unconstitutional power to do whatever the UN wants him to do. It's not him anyway. Again, whoever controls Valerie Jarrett, Valerie Jarrett goes and controls him, and that's how it works. And how far up what, who does what, is uncertain because it's quite a, a spider web of progressive organizations. Uh, it's a little difficult to figure out what's what sometimes. We All we have to know is the left wants to enslave us, and themselves, it seems, and uh, we have to stop them. Simple as that. The rest is details. At least two Somalis in Columbus, Ohio, have also been arrested on terrorism charges. While most of uh, Somalis have been brought into the U.S. by the U.S. State Department, in cooperation with the United Nations, exactly how many Somalis may be entering the country illegally and applying for asylum is difficult to ascertain. 
Oh, what a wonderful world. We're supposed to live in the rule of law. Does this feel like the rule of law to you at all? According to official DHS data, 688 Somalis entered the U.S. as asylum seekers between 2004 and 2013. Asylum seekers from the other African countries with radical Muslim populations are also showing up at the border. According to DHS data, 139 Libyans crossed into the U.S. between 2011 and 2013, while only 20 had made the risky trek between 2004 and 2010 when dictator Muammar Gaddafi was in power. The number of Eritreans and Ethiopians showing up at the U.S. border and seeking asylum is also growing. 1,495 came from Eritrea between 2004 and 2013, and 5,863 came from Ethiopia. The Washington Times, among other publications, has published stories about the harrowing journeys of some Somalis have been willing to endure to get to the U.S. They make their way across the Horn of Africa, across the Atlantic by stowing away in cargo ships, before landing at a port in Brazil or Argentina. From there, they travel by land through Central America and Mexico to arrive at the U.S. border. Until last year, it seems at least some of them were deported. Now word is spreading that the U.S. border policy has changed, so more are showing up with the word they know of English. Asylum. This is Homeland Security. We were told over and over, yes, by the progs of Bush, we need this agency. It's going to keep us safe. Really? Across the southern border. Now, how many times have you heard, there is no evidence, and there was, even back then, of any Muslims crossing the border, yet alone terrorists, or anywhere near it. And at the same time that, that cockroach said that, he knew full well, because he was briefed, that no, Right on the other side of the border, there was a major terrorist. <laughs> they don't know what he's going to come in the country, send other people, whatever. He was right there, and, and he was captured. So this, this uh, like the cockroach, knew this. It came out, by the way. So he lied when he said, none of, we have no proof, none cross, had never been anywhere near the border. Heck, I could have just showed him uh, pictures of the Iranian army uniform patch in the garbage or a copy of Quran. S- stuff. There was some Quran. There was some stuff that I didn't know what it was, but it was in Arabic. All this stuff was found along the border. So how can you say that no buzzies are coming across? Of course they're coming across the border. Heck, the Iranian guard came across the border. I don't know if he was running away or he's here to blow something up. That's the problem. We don't know. You don't want anybody coming in out of your country. It gets a little chaotic that way. There cannot be a country without a border. Well, without a border, there's no delineation. Therefore, there's just regions. There's no countries. Regions of the world will be what it is. Like North American continent, Central America. Just probably like that. What regions? (laughs) Uh... Not in my lifetime. A custom and border patrol agent who asked not to be identified 
told World Net Daily that many more Africans and Middle Easterners are likely crossing over the Mexican border than what DHS is willing to admit. You're not going to get an honest number because they all want to look good and get promotions from the people in D.C., the border agent told World Net Daily. I'm absolutely confident that is happening. That's why the video is raising eyebrows, because the agent appears unfazed as though transferring busloads of Somalis and Africans to detention facilities is a routine task. Well, it has become a routine task. Once at the detention facility, asylum seekers are often asked to fill out legal documents, given a court date, and set free. There's an ICE facility up there. That's what they wanted to do now with a comprehensive immigration. They want to do is say, okay, come here. Here's pay your fine. Here's your here's your green cards. Have a nice day, and then let them loose. And they're never going anywhere. Even well, Jeb Bush is a Republican. Well, you have to have a bad citizenship. You have to beat this, that, and the other thing. Oh, well, no, we don't. Why do they? If they get to stay in the country, they win. It doesn't matter if it takes ten years. For them to finally get citizenship, they've been living and working here for ten years. What I don't why know- do they care? They get all the same benefits as us citizens, which amazes me. I'm sorry, the citizens are supposed to have more rights than immigrants. That's just the way it works. I oh, thought- read Vitale's Law of Nations. I thought the uh, asylum thing was just for minors from South America. We weren't in the room, I guess. They extended it to others. This is insanity. Now anyone coming from the Middle East and Africa because they're all they're all fleeing something. This is insanity, Brian. We're doomed. Uh, I, no, we really. I'm sorry, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it. The doom and gloom is freaking here. You've been saying we're doomed for five years. Well, it's all right. It's ramped up doomed. No one's listening to your doom report anymore. You've been undoomed. <laughs> been undoomed. I like Doom. That was a great game. Once it, oh god, there's an ice facility up that way, so that's where the bus is likely heading. The border patrol agent said, uh, "Doesn't surprise me. My guess is those are probably coming through Arizona because Arizona is still the biggest pure hole in the south southern border we have. The Casa Grande area of Arizona is just the wild west. It's an Indian reservation, and they've been battling the border patrol forever. There are no barriers, not even a barbed wire fence, but this administration has done everything they can do to shut down ICE from doing its job. <clears throat> yeah, you'd think you'd be trying to shut down the Muzzies from doing their job. Not so much. <laughs> They're starting to stop the people stopping the Muzzies from coming into our country and doing you harm. That he's good at. No, 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 let them in. No deportation. No deportations. I'm God. Ha, 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 ha. Impeach me. Go ahead. Impeach me. Ha. He laughed in your faces. And guess what? He wins. He's still laughing at you. He can do whatever he wants. You can talk the Constitution to your blue in the face. He doesn't care. You're a joke. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. And I dare you to stop him. And that's what he's saying. I dare you to stop me. He knows the Republican leadership's not going to allow an impeachment trial. So it can't be called without Boehner. So, you know, it's not going to happen. And uh, 
nothing else they could do. They've already funded everything he needs, the whole government, until next September. So he doesn't need them. He will need them because there will be that debt ceiling we're going to hit again. And unfortunately for you, nobody's willing to shut down the government by cutting up the credit card. Because they're politicians. They care about re-election. don't care about anything else. I want to see the ones up there do that. Take the political risk. Do the right thing. That's what you're supposed to do. You let the chips fall where they may. It's a nice little sentiment when I grew up. That's how it's supposed to be. You do what's right and let the chips fall where they may. But the they don't do anything right. Asylum seekers are required to show that they belong to a group of individuals who have suffered from a, quote, pattern and practice, end quote, of persecution. Maybe I think persecution should have been in quotes because that's, that's a matter of opinion. Either from their native government's country's government or from non-governmental entities that the government is unable or unwilling to control. The Obama administration has decided to spend $2 million to hire attorneys for alien minors seeking asylum in the U.S. this year, Judicial Watch reported. Where is he getting this money? From you and everybody else. But I'm saying, like, we keep talking about the power of the purse. How could you If he there? had decided to spend his own $2 million to hire attorneys for the I would have no problem with that. But that's he's not doing that. You're going to pay for it. So he is going to go and ask Congress, and Congress is going to go, oh, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do this. Oh, no. This comes out of one of his bureau's budgets. They're completely funded for a year. They don't need Congress. This is outrageous. No kidding. That's why you don't. You want as little bureaucracy as possible. Not as much bureaucracy as possible. We've won that game. We've got the biggest bureaucracy in the world. Yay, team. No, because every government underneath the, well, it's not supposed to be, but it is now. The national government, state government, your local governments, they're all acting the exact same way. Bureaucrats. We live in a multi-tiered bureaucracy. Yay, team. And anybody can show that. Central America, Mexico, much of South America, anywhere in the continent of Africa, the Middle East in general, which North Africa is part of, by the way. I know Bominus in his geography. So he's going to spend $2 million of our money to hire attorneys for alien miners to screw us. He's taking our money away from us and using it to screw us. This is why I don't want the fair tax, because it's the unfair tax anyway, and I don't want to fund the government to stop feeding the beast. Repeal the 16th Amendment and stop. In the meantime, the only legal, and I don't care what the Supreme Court says, they were wrong. Equal protection under the law does apply to the tax law, because it is law. And therefore, to treat somebody of this economic economic stratosphere different than another is unlawful, which makes it illegal. Which means we should already have a flat tax. It's the only thing the, the 16th Amendment allows. It doesn't say 
It doesn't say anything about a progressive tax. It doesn't say anything about suspending due process or equal protection under law. None of it. So all of it still applies. And therefore, you can't tell me that you're not treating people differently under the law when one person that makes this much money has to pay this percentage and one person that makes this much money not only doesn't have to pay anything, you're going to give them money. Sorry. Not interested in government charity and redistribution of wealth, which is what charity is. So, it's not charity. It is. It's the definition of charity. They take money from donors and then they give it to other people through services and product. After filming a busload of African asylum seekers in Victorville, Fuentes posted on her YouTube account that they were being taken to a detention center in the high desert, thumbprinted, and let go. My friends, many Somalians are Muslim, and many Africans, especially in the northern region of Africa, are radical Islam terrorists. That's because North Africa is part of the Middle East. Lord have mercy, wrote Fuentes, whose husband Ignacio is a pastor. William Geem, president of the Americans for Legal Immigration, or ALIPAC, said the word asylum has indeed become the password for foreign nationals showing up at the border. They will be taken to a detention center to be processed and given a court date along with contact information from an asylum attorney and a religious charity that will help them find housing, food, and clothing. Yes, if the religious charity does that without navigating, that's good for them. Otherwise, it's not good. And they will even be given instructions on how to get their Obama phone, he said. In all fairness, the Obama phone existed under Bush. You know what? Hey, there's an idea. Maybe we can stop them from asking for a call at the Bush phone. You want your Bush phone? I don't want that. Good. Go away. And that veto is further clear evidence that Obamaness and his administration are involved in a conspiracy to overthrow America's defenses, laws, borders, and republic by flooding America with as many as possible who will be dependent on the system and the socialists who help them, Gein told WND. He's going for broke because he knows that Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, and the other sellout Republicans won't stop him. This is, this is not him. This is other people. And yes, that's the reason. Of course, that's what he's doing. You heard him. He he wants to know how to turn America into a monarchy. It may be crazy talk, but I wasn't the one talking. In fact, many of those Republicans are now voting for his Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal and trying to get him more bodies, more non-Americans. You know... It was 1913 around with uh, Tommy the Commie, Woodrow Wilson, when he wrote down that they they would need to flood America with poor immigrants so that they could get this notion of independent, rugged American independence. It's nonsense stuff. Enough of that. We don't want that. What if we want to be dependent, collect this? No, wipe out the individual. That's what they say, wipe out the individual. Everybody, well, look at the kids coming out of college Nice little collectivists, aren't they? Useful idiots. Our fault, not theirs. 
We put them there, and we paid for them to go there and get an education by people we did not vet, taking courses we did not make sure weren't going to pollute our children's minds. We can't just pass the blame on to other people. We, the people, have been asleep. We have not been doing our jobs as parents or as citizens. We're too used to relying on public school to drop your kids off instead of daycare, right? Well, it's free daycare. <laughs> Except as as we as we reiterated tonight, that's child abuse. So, find an alternative, or your child is doomed. I don't care what you think you can undo. This ain't like this Common Core is not like the other garbage. No child left behind, which is bad enough. This is on steroids. This won't just give your kid dyslexia. It'll probably give them all the majority of the dyslexia plus other. Look, this has been proven to actual show on an FRM brain damage. Damage to the actual brain tissue. They, they, they've seen it. Why, why are we still doing this? Why are we let these, these Republicrats run our lives? Enough. Demand that they pull them down out of their leadership and appoint someone like Gowdy, Trey Gowdy. He wanted he wanted to throw his he was willing to throw his hat in the ring. Give it to him. Get Boehner out of there. Get McConnell out of there. Old McConnell had up Senate. I'm tired of it. Get rid of him. Look, if one of your commies has an R after their name. Work hard to get someone else in the primary to defeat him. And if that doesn't work, vote against him anyway. So what? Put a, put a Democrat in power for seven years. But then fire him. See, you'll have, you'll have more choice that way. But we need to break. We need to get more choice. we got to stop this lock in every state where the two parties control the whole system. It decides who gets in, who gets out, who gets, in, who gets to go to debates, who doesn't. Well, we the people don't realize that, but we are waking up. And I say enough is enough. And with that, we're going to go to commercial breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Support the uncooperative radio show and earn extra money at the same time. All for only $5 one time. Unleash an unstoppable flood of $5 payments paid instantly to you directly to your account. Visit this website for all the details, www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash U-R. And that's all small letters, guys. www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash U-R. The Auto Cash Robot just launched worldwide. Receive multiple $5 payments over and over and over again, paid instantly and directly to you. www.thegenesisteam.com forward slash UR. 
And again, make sure all lowercase letters in that website address, thegenesisteam.com forward slash UR. Go there now. You'll be glad you did. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Red State Talk Radio. Talk Radio the way the founding fathers would have done it. Are payday loans ruining your life? Do you want control over your money again? If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about. A program that may help get aggressive and unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates. And they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, call right now for a free consultation. 877-314-2657. 877-314-2657. Radio show. Oh my throat's clearing up. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. Not really, because I get yeah, I start getting loud. All right. Uh in fact, many of the Republicans are now voting for his Trans Pacific Partnership. The TP on P as I call it. Toilet paper on Partnership, trade deal, and trying to get him more bodies, more non-Americans into America. The name of the game is to get as many non-Americans with alien perspectives and principles into America so that America's condition becomes terminal. End quote. After announcing his plans on November 20 to unilaterally grant amnesty to more than 5 million illegals, Obaminus created the White House Task Force on New Americans. The task Force released its long-awaited report last month. It contained 70 pages of goals, guidelines, and strategies 
that involved using 16 federal agencies, including DHS, to build, quote-unquote, welcoming communities across the U.S. that would work to, quote-unquote, integrate the record numbers of new immigrants and refugees. We're fighting against every avenue we can, but our fight right now is to try to slow them down, try to save every life we can and every job we can, Gein said. Tens of thousands more lives and jobs will be lost if we lose this fight. The U.S. allows 1.1 million immigrants into the country annually through through legal channels. 1.1 million immigrants a year. That's too much. Another 486,000 crossed the southern border illegally in 2014, according to U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Take it together, that's 1.6 million new immigrants each year, which is at historical high levels even for the U.S., which is known as a nation of immigrants. That's more than any other nation on earth, Gein said. Yeah, we have more than more people per capita in prison than any other nation in the world. We can't sustain this, ladies and gentlemen. A country has to have borders country has to have tradition, standards. The country has to have language. Tower of Babel, that's what we're creating again. This is sad state affairs, but they've decided, ladies and gentlemen, the only way to get their utopian, socialist, one-world, new-world order government is to destroy the United States of America and as many people as possible within its borders who they didn't bring in and who don't speak English. They leave them alone. All right, so... uh Blah, blah, blah. That's even more than any other nation on earth. So with prison nation and the immigrant nation, both of which needs to stop. Well, what do you mean? If they're in prison, they need to be in prison. What are you going to do? Let them out? Yeah, I'm going to let them out. The nonviolent offenders do not need to be in prison where they learn how to be violent offenders. That's just basic common sense. You know, I, I know it, it doesn't work if you're an attorney, but if you're not an attorney, it makes a lot of sense that you don't want to have to pay to house all this stuff, take care of baby, everything they need and want, and uh, pay for all that just because, you know, their car was a pot or something. Who cares? If, if, I mean, if it, it's not it's not illegal federally. If it's legal in your state, so I'd give them a ticket. Or, you know, throw people in jail for that? Really? Prison time? This has got to stop stupid. And you just lost how many conservative Christians? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Probably anyone who would have uh, agreed with said talk show host who had that idiotic statement to make. But there seems like a whole lot of delusional thinking going on. You know, you know what we have to do. It's either going to be a bloody revolution or we got to take our states back. That's it. That's it. There's no other way to do this. There's no other way to restore the republic. Absolutely no other way. I will say that. Sorry, Mark. Yours, yours, either you're wrong or I'm wrong. Guess, guess what I think. 
Anyway, I'm not playing in the Republican Party. It's a rigged game. I know people that have tried to go inside and change it. You can't. You want to try? Go ahead. Good luck. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean you can't. You shouldn't run as a Republican. It, it just means that you're not going to get along with any Republicans. All right, from CNSNews.com. Did you say what we were doing? What are we doing? What segment is this? Regulation sucks. <laughs> now it's art. Okay. <laughs> you sounded like you're just going to go like peanut. <laughs> that puppet peanut. Jeff uh, Yeah. Pa. 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 All right. Uh, regulation sucks from CNSNews.com. You know, I'm sorry, but this has been a very depressing show. <laughs> Kids I try not. Him? I try not to let it affect me that way. <laughs> Just like my God, the people out there are going. Do you have any good news? No. Sorry, <laughs> just way too much bad news out there. It's all bad. Like a sugar coated for you. I'm trying to wake you up, not put you to sleep. Complaining about what they agreed was a lack of women's participation in American politics. Panelists on a forum held at the Federal Election Commission headquarters in Washington on Tuesday suggested a number of solutions. Brian does a cult show, meaning he doesn't know what he's going to read. He's going to love this one. This is, again, the, the infamous, non-existent war on women. Did you say non-existent? Non-existent. Did you hear that? It's non-existent. I disagree. There's a demon crap war on women. All right. The solutions range from dismantling the economic system. They're doing that. To public financing of campaigns and imposing quotas to increase the number of elected female politicians. I think the governor should get together once we get the states back talking about this particular problem, campaign financing. One, the, the state uh, senators will now answer directly to the state, so that won't cost a lot of money, no problem there. No need to advertise or anything. Um, president, I would also like to see go that way. Takes money out of that, gone. It's up to the state legislature to decide who they want to work with as their employee. The national government, the executive, works for the states. The states don't work for them. You might be confused because right now it's on its head. And that's, you're right, it's opposite. We live in bizarro world. The Constitution does not apply. So we want to dismantle the number of elected females. It's the Democrats that are doing the war on women. They're always bringing up women. They're always saying things like women are too poor and stupid to be able to provide their own birth control. They're too much of a slut to say no. They, you get you get something for be you get a job just for being a woman and affirmative action. Then there's Title Nine. Then uh, all the stuff that's going on. It's it's not us. Why do you want the government? You say you don't want your government in your bedroom, and then you beg us on TV to pay for your birth control because. My God, you college kids all got to have sex all the time. And that's all you think about. And that's all you talk about. Well, that's what Flaky Flukey Fluck bitch said on, on, in 
her testimony. <laughs> Ain't my fault it backfired. She wasn't the Republican plant. She was a Democrat operative. All right. Uh, the forum posted by the FEC chairwoman, Anne Rebel, you're going to be hearing more of her as they take over the Internet, has been a subject of controversy in recent weeks. Though it was paid for by the independent agency and hosted in FEC facilities, the Democratic Commissioner was the sole organizer of the event and selected all of the panelists herself. Is Would that be Debbie Washerwoman Schultz, Spidey Dance? <laughs> oh, you know, I do have to retract uh, one thing. When I said that it was there was no war on women, I meant that... They're saying conservatives have a war on women, which they don't, which you just brought up. But also, Islam has a war on women. Islam hates women. That would be a campaign at a war. I mean, it's been going on for a thousand, fifteen hundred years. They, they, I cannot believe that there is a well, it's a cult, and nobody is outraged about what is happening to women and little girls across this entire country, uh, the whole world. The whole world. It's it's like crickets. Well, because all the women's organizations were are really political left-wing communist operatives. So it, it's not really – the thing isn't the goal. It's the controversy. Uh, it's the politics. It's it's a pain. And and this is I, – I can't believe they're doing this. They're, try, they're taking over the Internet. This guy is bold. I mean, he is so bold. It is unbelievable. I mean, I know he's not making decisions, but he seems to be enjoying it way too much. And look what they're doing to our country. Now they're taking apart the internet. Where are you going to get your news? Nobody nobody listens to the ABCs anymore, some old farts. Uh, and nobody gets a paper, again, except for old farts. We're talking really old. But, you know, we got to try and ease them. It's hard with family member. I you know, I can't talk politics much with Michael Lucas. He is a commie. Just uh, died to world atheist commie. But he's a good person and a good father. So, I mean, why, you know, who cares? I'm not going to get in an argument with him all the time about politics. He, I know where he stands. He knows where I stand. And we're good. <laughs> That's how that works. We just don't talk current events when we talk all right so uh because well that's gonna happen to the internet now i mean where do you get your news the internet alternative media is on the rise they're advertising in internet radio shows now as you might have noticed uh all of this is innovation that was done in the freedom of the internet it will not do this under the government it will end the internet once they control the internet, I tell you right now, then all then things, then we can throw the towel in. It's it's over. They control the media. They control the internet. They control the military. You know, go on. They, they control more than fifty percent of the population. They got all the toys. Uh, I keep going. Doesn't mean we couldn't win, but man, we'd lose a lot of people. I can't imagine. Civil War was hundreds of thousands of people. 
I mean, half a million. What is it going to be now if we have a war on our own soil here in the United States of America with 330 million citizens? What are you going to do? What do you think? It's going to be a lot of casualties, unfortunately. So that's why we don't want that option. So ignore what's going on as much as possible. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Stick to the plan. Work the plan. Don't work the government. Don't work politics. Work the plan from the ground up. School board first, zoning board second, commissioners, mayors, and keep going until you get to the governor. That's the plan. And any step along the way where you can't get to the next step won't matter because if you got one step, you're better off than you were before. And if you can get the first step done, the whole country will have to thank you immensely for saving the future because I hate to tell everybody. I know Mark Lewin does this thing too, but I'm not like... The millennials are awesome. They're not. I, I, I don't, I've met too many of them. Thank you anyway. Um, as a group, they're pretty messed up. But whose fault is it? And, what? Did I don't know. Did we make sure the colleges weren't teaching them this nonsense? Did we make sure the colleges weren't getting unconstitutional national government dollars? You want to know why it's too expensive to send kids to college? That's why. The government has so much money, they can just throw it at it. Throw it at it. They don't care. It's your money. Suck Dollager. Suck Dollager. You should send that story to every elected cockroach up there. If I had the money, I'd do it myself. That's a lot of stamps. All right. Can't you email it? It's not, it doesn't have the same effect. Oh. They. I, I, I've been told by aides... Uh, that work for AIDS for the people out there. Mm-hmm. They they do handwritten letters first. Really, you wouldn't think so. Because every everybody else is doing computer, you know, copy paste print and calling in with talking points or sending faxes that are pre done. But if you take the time to actually hand write your letter and your envelope, you will get priority. Besides, it's really impressive when the mailman comes in is just starts dumping mailbags full of mail on the floor, right? That's, I mean, you could send 100 million emails. They don't have to read it. They can just hit delete and they're gone. It's a little different when that, those envelopes start falling out of that sack. This many people want to talk to you. <laughs> You're shaking the whole table. <laughs> <laughs> I shook the whole bus, that's why. Uh, we live in two school buses and a uh, motorhome. So anyway, back to Anne Ravel, who I've heard enough of already not to like her. Ravel, who has served as the current chair of the FEC for four months, recently said she was going to use her position to focus on getting information out to voters. She noted that the goal of the forum was to contemplate solutions to the underrepresentation of women in the political process. Most women are involved in the political process because most women are the ones that take care of the household and most women have to make up the budget and most women have to balance the checkbook and do the food shopping and blah, 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 right? Well, basically everything that keeps the family running that isn't the guy, the guy just brings home money and authority. Well, that's how it used to be. The father was authority and money. He goes to work, makes the money, but pays for everything. 
and also has to be the disciplinarian. It worked very well for so long. It's actually there's a movement to go back to that, Brian. We need to. It worked. Why why stick with something that doesn't when we know what works? But if you keep going, it'll even get better. They no, say because, that it never gets better, it gets worse. That's because the progs had to break up the family unit. And the first ones that they're going to go after is women because women think with their hearts. Sorry out there, girls. And yes, I can say girls because Well, I'm they a girl. took the children already. Children are almost completely under their control. So, you know, I really, I can say whatever I want. Not only am I, I'm a minority times two. Well, everybody has the right to say whatever they want. It's called the First Amendment. Of course, with every right comes responsibility to use it responsibly. If you use it irresponsibly, well, then you have to meet up with the government because that's really the only point of government is to protect us from people like that. But that's not what they do. They make people like that. Uh, so, yes, he's he's put it into high gear. And you notice he, he, he jumped right after the elections. Once Boehner and McConnell are back in, and then they're his stooges again. And off it goes, and he takes off running to something severely radical. And we just take over the Internet. I never thought it was possible. But with that, we have to go to break. Send Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show is live in Vivid Red Light News. Sundays, 4 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had any other plan except the Be damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the shops. Can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. Jake's ham sandwich rule. 
If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. Pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water out of the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Oh, well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune, 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 tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. All right, back to this nonsense. Go to the, the, don't forget, I don't know, did you finish that paragraph? No. The, don't don't even bother, because the next one is like really good. <laughs> Rebel who has served. No, not that one. Skip that. The next one after that. <laughs> did you hear what she says? No, but I have to read this okay. first. All right. So she's there for four months, recently said... She was going to use her position to focus on, quote-unquote, getting information out to voters. She noted that the goal of the forum was to, quote-unquote, contemplate solutions to the underrepresentation of women in the political process. And to look at the challenges faced by women in running for office. If I was really playing God, I'd probably have to completely like dismantle our economic system that doesn't value women's work in the same way it does men's, said Adrian Kimmel, one of the forum's panelists. I think you'll find a whole bunch of appreciate women's work. The running the house, someone's got to do it. It's a lot of work. Got kids, it's even more work. Well, you know, it's so ridiculous because they kept... I don't understand this. We what men don't. I don't believe men don't appreciate that. I mean, no, feminazis don't appreciate that. Maybe LBGTQ people don't see and about that. I if, don't know. If we had a proper education, which is the theme of this um, show tonight. Oh, by the way, we played Idiocracy because 
in honor of our guest and showing how our kids' brains are being changed. And also, I think our country's turning into idiocracy. I think it's time for you all to break down and watch Idiocracy. I am telling you, it, you'll think it's going to be a, a low-budget B-movie, yuck. It is low-budget, but the storyline is great. <laughs> you have to watch it to appreciate it. It's, it's funny. It's well done. It It's amazing what they did with so little money. It's a good, good movie. All conservatives will enjoy it. Liberals need not apply. <laughs> and I want to thank Paul Shanklin for all of our um, parodies tonight. They were all done by him, uh, paulshanklin.com. But if we were taught properly in school, like I'm learning doing my educational um, endeavor, women always, always, number one, were educated. Number two, they ran, they, well, we did something on our show with a 16-year-old girl ran four plantations down in South Carolina. Those are different days. Those kids I got it, had an education. We used to have education, as you say. This doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. And women ran shops. They had businesses. Matter of fact, they there were import companies run by women entering colonial they voted. times. They got up and stumped and complained in town hall meetings. All the while being pregnant. You see, women lost something when they, when they gave up to the feminazis because feminazis are communists. And you're just, they're just helping the Communist Party. It's part of breaking up the family unit. Mother, if mother has to go to work, who's going to mother the children? Oh, don't worry. Mother state will take care of you. When I say that, I mean the national government, the state, as in USSR's government, the state. But you'll know what I'm talking about. If if you haven't seen it, you don't know what, what I'm talking about. And when you see it after listening, you'll go, oh, I get this. This I get it. It's, a, it's actually a cons conservative movie with a conservative statement. Don't ask me how they got away with it, but they did. Anyway, so someone's playing God last I remember. Kimmel also serves as executive director of the Barbara Lee Family Foundation, which describes itself as working to, quote, advance women's equality and representation in American politics, unquote. Kimmel suggests that women have a diminished role in politics because they are also excluded from the top levels of the business world. Women candidates are often excluded from high-dollar fundraising circles. In part, that could be because they're so excluded from boardrooms. No, it's because they're busy taking care of families and children. It takes time. You wouldn't know anything about that. You just go to work, uh, have sex, and go to bed. Oh, you probably drank some alcohol or drugs in between. That's that's how these well-to-do people live. It's it sounds it's it sounds like I'm making stuff up. No, that's just the average well-to-do person in the cities. Uh, but I don't, women want to be part of that. All women have become part of that end up becoming, well, masculine. And shall we say overly interested in carnal endeavors. Politics is one of the oldest old boys club we have in our country. The same is true of the financial circles that contribute to candidates, Kim will continue. No, the problem is you don't put forth a candidate like Margaret Thatcher. And if you did, we'd vote for her. Don't give us a 
shrill, bitchy Barack Obama's and with a Clinton brand. Don't give us Yuckabee. And, you know, why does Ann Coulter shut up? She was on constantly berating conservatives, telling us how, you know, how Yuckabee was going to be the next. Uh, but he couldn't even make... He couldn't even make it through the primary. Please. And she's talking now. She's we got to go with who she's talking about now. I don't. I think Coulter's an idiot when it comes to these things. And uh, I'm sorry. I know she's just intelligent women. I've heard her say some incredibly stupid things. But then again, she go. She does. She does go off for the uh, for the effect. If you know what I mean. She's a. Uh, I don't know what the firebrand they used to call it. Yeah, but she's a die-hard Republican. That's her problem. She's a Republican. She's not a conservative. And people don't realize that she calls herself a conservative. Well, she's she's conservative, sort of. You know, everybody, all these people that call themselves conservative, if you're going to put an absolute on it, like this is a conservative, they don't fit. They're not conservatives. There's a whole dearth of them out there. But <clears throat> that's the we that's why you call them rhinos. But what you don't know is they're just they're progressives, wolves in sheep's clothing, progressives in Republican clothing. And you get it? They're working together to screw us. So when they try and tell you we shouldn't have an us versus them mentality, yes we should. Everybody that survives ends up having an us on the first mentality Jill Lepore a professor at Harvard University went farther stating that the dearth of hey I just used that word a dearth of female politicians was a cultural problem holding an elected office is a job the conditions of employment are terrible for people trying to raise children they're only possible, possibly bearable in a very traditional marriage in which you are a father, Lepore said. The more children a woman has, the more likely it is she has been forced to drop out of her profession, Lepore went on. How does that, what is, the more children a woman has, it's more likely she was forced to drop, wow. This must be Prague pretzel logic. Pippa Norris, another Harvard professor, said that America should look to countries that impose quotas that require that a certain number of women must be elected as examples of how to model its own electoral system. You mean like Saudi Affirmative Arabia? Affirmative action in elections. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? We vote for someone else, but it's a woman, so if it's not within this much of a percentage, she wins? Oh, I, that's not disenfranchising anybody? Um, how does that Holy work? Holy crap, Batman! <laughs> how does that work in Saudi Arabia? Man, they haven't had that high a voice in oil. Yeah, you keep talking like this. Burkers are sounding good. <laughs> we need this. This is the kind of thing nobody wants. No minority wants someone like this. This is who they all are. All the activists are commies. So they go on and use you, you and they do this, and they make us hate you. It's like... Women make 76 cents on a dollar to get to men. Men work harder than women. More hours. More time overall. Less time off. They don't have families. They, they, don't, they, they don't have children. 
Women have children to take care of as well as working. And nowadays with this stupid nonsense the left put forward that women don't need men to have babies, there's all these single women with babies. Makes it hard to go to work full time, which is often not eight hours a day in the corporate world. It is until the job is done. If you have to pull an all-nighter, you do it. Women don't can't do that. they got families to go home to. This is why they make less. They also don't take dangerous jobs like men do. There's a lot of reasons for this. Now they want free maternity leave. They want they want the government to mandate that me, the employer, pay you, the employee, for staying home on maternity leave. Because you got pregnant by your choice. I have to pay you to stay home and not work for me. Wow. I know there's a lot of that are all going on, but this one was this one that takes a cake. Enough! You stop mandating privates. The government's not supposed to tell us how to do anything. Nothing. Frustrating, very frustrating. Harvard professors. There are a hundred. <laughs> no, tell me not. There are a hundred countries with quotas around the world in different forms. So we should do it too. Like we should turn our our patented system on its head and say, instead of first invented, it's first file. Like, because that's why Europe, we gotta get in line. Why? Because you're fixing us up to fit into that puzzle called the new world order. Yes, and he did this and you don't know about it. And there was no talking about it, no press about it. Where's the outrage in the conservative circles? I listen to talk radio and I haven't heard the outrage. In addition to the quotas, Norris said, campaign finance laws could be used to encourage women to run for office. Again, that would only a flat tax is legal, and that's the end of that conversation. However, in reality, in the bizarro world we live in, uh, the Supreme Court has said that just the opposite. Amazing. And yet, no one wonders why. People looking at the same document, the same history, have diametrically opposed rulings, opinions, I should say, on said subject. That means somebody's lying. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Nobody looks at it that way. So you, how could you have any kind of trust for that organization called Supreme Court. How could you trust them? Look what they have done. They Look, this all started with Marbury v. Madison, where the court took power to itself. We didn't give them this power. Our state government's supposed to decide if a, if a, a law is constitutional or not. And after them, it's the jurors. The Supreme Court's not even in the hierarchy. But don't worry, the Liberty Amendments are going to fix that. They're going to put in the Liberty Amendment. He's going to amend it to say it goes to the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional, then it goes back to Congress. And Anybody see the problem there? My wife got it as she was walking out the door after he read the Liberty Amendment to her, to us, to everybody. Stole states' rights. The state's supposed to decide, not the Supreme Court. That's how the Constitution is set up. So we get back to our states, we go back to the Constitution, bam, that's how it works again. 
Now, the problem is some idiot came out and amended the Constitution, and the Constitution now says the Supreme Court does get to decide. Well, that's the law of the land, then. We have to accept it, which means now we have to amend the Constitution to get rid of it. Same thing with the balanced budget amendment. I can go down the list. Every one of them gives more power to the... It legalizes illegal behavior. By trying to control it through a constitutional amendment, you make it legal but controlled. But it's illegal right now, so why would you do that? Because uh, I'm a lawyer. It's, it has to be. He, brilliant man. Absolute treasure. I, I love the guy, but how is he so blind to this? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. In addition to quotas, Norris said campaign finance laws could be used. In particular, she suggested limits should be placed on donors and caps on parties in terms of how much they can spend and caps on candidates. Again, the answer to the problem is more government. Snap! goes the rubber band no more government we could encourage you do not use the government to social engineer that covers all of it we're done shut your mouth little prod and go home <laughs> pat him on the head <laughs> I'll kick I'll, him in the butt <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a baby snickers and send him on the way the U.S. Supreme Court ruled such limits to be unconstitutional in its 1976 decision. Well, everything we talk about has to be, oh, the Supreme Court said. Well, you know, initially when it was set up, the Supreme Court only gave its opinion when the executive or the Congress asked for it, one or both. And then they give them an opinion on, on a law. But it wasn't, it's not a ruling, it was an opinion. They could do what they want. They had no veto power over the other two branches. If you don't know what the Supreme Court's real role is, just look at Article 3, Section 2. It's it's one paragraph. For goodness sakes, maybe two. Uh, we wouldn't want to overwork you on the reading. So imposing expenditure limits on federal candidates or political parties would require a constitutional amendment. They're setting this all up for the 2016 election because they want another freaking democrat in. They're purposely, she, we did an article on her and she purposely said, no, well, they either want the Prague Democrat or the Prague Republican. They don't care which. They've got a candidate on both sides that they're going to get, tried their best to get into there and they own both of them. In other words, whichever candidate wins, the Prague's win. Doesn't matter. It was a Republican. It was a progressive. Just like all the ones in China and Hong Kong now. They're supposed to get to vote in 2017. There's a big controversy because they wouldn't let them pick their own candidates. Yeah, they say, okay, we're going to, to the world that's giving them a hard time, we're going to allow them to vote. However, the Communist Party gets to pick all the candidates. You know where they learned that from? The United States of America. Who picks all the candidates here, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, the ruling elites of the Republicrats. Republican, Democrat part, doesn't matter. They set their candidate up, then you get to vote for it. It's the same game. China is only being honest about it. It's the same game. They look. We try. In some cases, we do break through and get Tea Party candidates through, and then they vote ninety-eight to one to screw us. I keep coming back to that vote, man. I, I am appalled at the stupidity of these people. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, I know in America it sounds as though it's radical revolutionary. I won't say left-wing agenda, but nevertheless, brand new ideas, Norris went on. If you're, no, Constitutional Republic is a brand new idea. All your ideas are old. I could go back in history and find somebody spouting the same nonsense. In fact, that's what brought socialism to Europe. And that's what Bastiat spoke out against in Mises. He wrote a whole book called Socialism. You should read it. Anyway, you don't have any new ideas. If you're a Briton and you're running as a candidate of any party, you can't really spend that much money. Fifteen to 20000 maximum. Oh, good. Let's be like the UK because they're doing great. Basically, you can't buy ads, so that gets rid of that. You shove pamphlets through people's doors, that's it. And then you meet people, as she said. Public financing is another important feature of campaign financing in other countries, Nora said. Whether or not it's targeted towards gender is one issue. This is why we don't we won't ever do anything you say. <coughs> because you're gonna do it just to help one <coughs> segment of the population. <coughs> Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, what the heck's going on there? <clears throat> Uh, anyway, aren't we done trying to be like Europe yet? Because so far it really sucks. Anybody else? Doesn't it really suck? Because we're, we're very close to being Europe right now. Only worse. All right, so public finance is another important feature. Can we find in other countries? Nor said whether or not it's targeted towards gender is one issue. She said, yeah, it's an issue. That would be, um, uh, mm, would be equal protection under the law now, would it not? No law, including finance law, is a law. Just because it's about money, it's still law. Actually, most of it, all of it's about money, because without money, nobody could do anything. It's whether it's not targeted to gender is blah. It doesn't have to be. If you have public funding in your system, so the candidate doesn't raise money, but the party gets the same state subsidies, and this has become more and more common, it's one of the big policy changes in Europe. It's very popular in many countries around the world, she concluded. Look, until we get back to the Constitution, I don't want people to try and fix it. Because I hate to break it to everybody. It is not broken. We are. Once we know the truth in numbers and act, we will win. It's no time to be amending the Constitution for stuff like this. Because it, it won't end there anyway. And just never let people like this anywhere near some, a pen in something called the Constitution. Oh, so you, you weren't going to just make a whole new form of government. That's impossible. That can't happen. Because the Founding Fathers said this. Really? I went through Madison's notes of the Constitutional Convention day by day. For three years... It's not, it's not in there. They never said that. Oh, where could they listen to that? To what? Madison's notes on the Constitution. PatriotsPub.us. PatriotsPub.us. U.S. History of the Founding Fathers. The Constitution. Just the facts. No politics. So you decide for yourself. Just we give it. We present it to you. We talk about it. You decide. That's that simple. You will know the Constitution better than anybody that calls themselves a constitutional scholar. 
start from episode one. Please, you have to. It's that is a it's it it's a whole. It's chronological. Well, it it is it is that, but it's also it's also done in a way that it puts things in perspective. I picked I picked when I started and what was going on just for that purpose to put everything in perspective for you, so you can understand it, not memorize a bunch of useless facts and talking points. Uh, when you get done with that, you'll know the Constitution better than any pointy head professor, uh, especially anybody that calls himself a constitutional attorney. I had a guy with a PhD in constitutional law. Didn't uh, did, seems to think that in the Article Three, Section Two, it does give the power of the Supreme Court to, uh, to have judicial review over law. And then he quotes, uh, "Yeah, the Supreme Court, Marbury v. Madison. Supreme Court can't give itself power." But that's the only, that's the only way they have it. But you can't. Oh, then they get upset. Oh well, what do you get over two hundred twenty five years of jurisprudence? Damn right. In a heartbeat, in a second, and I had another. Or as they used to say, in a New York minute. I had, and it's so funny because I went on De- David Webb's show while while I was a, a guest, but then I just called in, and um, Unger was there. Oh, no, not Felix Unger. No, Rick Unger. I call him Felix Unger. And he's a lawyer, and that was the first thing He's so thing reasonable, he... that guy. He put, he'll put he put you to sleep, but he's so reasonable, he's infuriating, because his facts, he doesn't have any. But that was the first thing he said. I, I swear, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction, or they've brainwashed into saying to you the same exact phrase, because he's a lawyer, too. He said the same thing to me. You're going to turn over 200 years of jurisprudence. And I said, absolutely, I am. Well, that can't be done. Oh, yes, it can. <laughs> it, like this. Watch it. Watch it. See, you didn't have to watch it. You could hear it. That's how fast it'll be. Instantaneous. Bye-bye. Right back to the Constitution. Slam on the brakes. It's all over. Once the states stand in unison against the national government, it's over. Game over. Oh, and by the way, Article 3 of the Constitution that has to deal with the judiciary is two articles, two sections, and a page, and maybe a page and a half. Yeah, but I only said read Article 3, Section 2. Okay, but I mean the whole article. It's like what? <laughs> two, three paragraphs, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's only a couple paragraphs. It's, let's see. I'm talking about, one, I'm talking two, about Article 3, Section 2, not all no, the sections. No, no, Article 3, Section 2 is one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. Oh, it's a little longer than I thought. I'm sorry. It might be too much for some people. But I'll stick around. We're going to go back to reading the Constitution but, on air again. But Article 3 is like the smallest article out of them all. Right, because Article 1 is the biggest. It goes in order of importance and power. Article 1 is the biggest because that's Congress. They have the most power. Second is executive they have less power. Notice how that's turned on its head. And third was the judicial branch, which had very little power at all. And a very boring job, frankly, and that's why they didn't like it. That was a, that was a part of the Hamilton plan to pack the courts, look up the midnight judges, pack the new courts that they create, pack them with judges that are um, federalists because they had just been all voted out of office. So they were they they had he had a plan back then to use the judiciary. That's why he packed it. Here's a smart man. He must have played chess because those are some good moves. He was, I hate his guts, but it was some good moves. Gotta say, uh, but that's screwed up. Hamilton's responsible for the total damage to the Constitution. 
he gave us, on one hand, for the Bank of the United States, he gave us the idea that there are implied powers of the Constitution, knowing full well there aren't any. Just like he lied in all the Federalist Papers. You can't believe a thing he says. Don't trust him. Trust me on this. Most of what he said was lies. That's what he's good at. Propaganda and lies. So, yeah, they packed the courts. And then, you know, now we're stuck. He was also responsible for putting, which was his Secretary of State, into the Supreme Court as the Chief Justice. And it was he that presided over his own flummox. He was the state, he was Secretary of State, he was supposed to deliver the paperwork for the for the uh, peace officer. I forget, it's a judge, whatever. That's what the whole court case was about. Uh, and he was the one that did deliver the seven, and then he presided over the person who asked for the Supreme Court to step in with, I forget what he what it's called legally. Well, who else is going to do that if not the courts? Well, nobody. We're not going to ask for whatever the heck that is because we don't have to. We go and go grab him, bring here. Someone grabs him, brings him here. We have a trial, then we put him in jail. So it works. Okay, so they, you know, I'm not against this. Actually, a long time ago, I had a plan on this uh, when I was less conservative. I'm not opposed to getting rid of money in politics in the way of using, if we the people want to, man, the Constitution said we want you to spend our money on the elections, well then, well that's what a constitutional amendment would be, then yeah, I'm good for it. As long as the people get to vote, I'm good for it. But I, but I don't think they will vote for it. But if you take money out of it. Completely well, this is the point. If we get back to it, we're going to repeal the 17th, so that's gone. Senators, back to the state immediately. That's the first thing. They get their power back. Wham. Then we get rid of the income tax. Bam. We don't do anything else to get rid of the income tax. No new taxes. We go back to the way it was. It's done by the state's pay, the national government, based on the census, how many people you have, and that's how it works. You pay your share based on per capita, blah, blah, blah. All right? So... Obviously, the states with a lot of people pay more than the states with less people. But then again, they're going to tax more people. So it's going to be sort of like it fixes the problem with the illegal aliens because you want a whole country full of poor people that you're going to have to pay for? Or do you want to like have a company that has producing, a country that's producing people that that you can afford to pay the taxes and then some? See, these are the things that are going to come up. It kills it kills socialism right away, which is just, that's worth it right there. It, it fixes immigration. It Every problem we have, I am sure, will be fixed as we go back to the Constitution. There might be something that needs tweaking down the road, but until we live under the Constitution itself and see how it feels, you know, it's sort of like taking a test drive. You, you do that, right? Before you buy a car, you take a test drive. Well, before you go amending the Constitution... How about we take a test drive? Just a decade or so. There is no, I'm that certain people would love it. There is no better government ever proposed than the one we were given in the Constitution. Unfortunately, the only way it works is if we have good moral people, people of good moral character. Otherwise, it doesn't work, as you can see, because... You get these people up there that are screwing us. 
They're evil. They're, they're sinning left and right. They don't care. Like the people up there call themselves Christians should blush. Nobody up there that calls themselves a Christian, I'm voting for. Just so you know. Because he's this individual, you know who he is. He's been up there forever as a senator. Rick Santorum. I'm not voting for him. I know him all too well. He's been he's been part of this for too long. I don't care if he wants to say now, oh, it's just kind of going along. I changed my mind. No, we don't need any well, don't need any Rick Santorums. And as a Christian, he should be doubly horrified that he did that to his own people. Because that is a sin, and as a Christian, he should know better. Every vote counts there, Santorum, and I'm not the one who judges, except for who I vote for. And it won't be you. And don't worry, you won't make it through the primary anyway. So I'm I'm not opposed to public financing in an amendment after we get rid of every because it won't be the only people that are going to vote that will vote for is the House of Representatives, the ones who keep our purse strings that they don't keep. Keep. Where did it say in the Constitution? Because I know you said the seventeenth took the senators away from the states. Where did we start? And where is it in the Constitution that we, the people, vote for the president? That has always been the case. Um, it's not written that way. It's up to the states to decide that. The state legislatures, even from the beginning, had popular votes. For the president? Yeah. You could look at the early, the first, I forget how many people were running in the first, second, third. Life. There was a page of people running for office. But it didn't, it wasn't like running for office now. They, they didn't have to spend the money that we have to spend now. There's no, there was no advertising unless you, you know, got a little thing in the paper or something. Um, so they had to actually go around and stump. Now they go to town square first. Get, that's how you can track most people. Stand on soapbox or stump and talk. I, we should go back to that stumping. We do. You could do virtual stumping now. All you do is put together. A, a, you do it like they did on the on the debates. You just have a video conference. It could be done easily nowadays, actually. Uh, so I, you know that's a, that's one way. But again, only the House will will be voting for it. only our House of Representatives, which means only the people in the district needs to be stumped <laughs> that he's representing. He doesn't have to go into your other state. He, he, it just they're just there, just whatever his district is in its state. That doesn't cost a lot of money. It's a lot easier. But what we have to get is the Republicans out of controlling the law at the state level. They control all the law. That's why no third party stands a chance. It it's just they. It's all set up to keep them in power. The gerrymandering nonsense. Same thing. All set up to keep them in power. Uh, I know. Saying. Power law. I don't want to read any more of that. Uh, a hundred countries in the world. Who cares? The com- uh, commission's three Republican members were in attendance to watch at least a portion of the forum. However, the commission's other two Democrats failed to reply to messages asking if they also plan to attend. I'm just saying, nothing should matter. Sex, skin color, all that stuff shouldn't matter. It should matter about your qualifications. 
Uh, it, the affirmative action does that. This is what's doing this. And that's driving them to get more affirmative action for women. Everybody wants to carve out more for their selected minority that, that's, oh, God, I'm so I'm overwhelmed. Uh, well, there's a bunch of minorities, but these people, they'll stop, and they never stop because even when they win, they got to find a new thing to fight because that's that's their job. These political people that go around doing this, this isn't regular homosexuals and uh, regular anti-gun people. These, you know, these are people high up. And they don't want to lose that job. They make lots of money. They don't know how to do anything else. But they didn't know how to do this, control a bunch of useful idiots and take a nice salary for yourself. Okay, read the next one because it's, it's actually a good one. <laughs> Really? Yes, it uh, is. Okay, I'll try it. From Fox News. <laughs> Lyndon McClellan fought the law, and apparently he won. The North Carolina business owner for months has been battling the federal government after IRS agents last fall seized $107,000 from him under a controversial practice known as civil forfeiture. We actually did this story. We covered. Yes, we so, did. So, well, no, we, a lot. Co- we covered him. We actually covered yeah, him. Yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I've been talking about this for years. And it's been going on for years. <clears throat> but his attorneys at the Institute for Justice announced Thursday that the IRS and Department of Justice have moved to dismiss the case and give him back his money. What's wrong is wrong, and what the government did here was wrong, McClellan said in a statement Thursday. I just hope that by understanding. By standing up for what's right, it means it won't happen to other people. Foxnews.com reported earlier this week on McClellan's struggle to get his money back. The Institute for Justice said the feds moved to drop their case on Wednesday. Asked about the claim, an IRS officials told Foxnews.com they could not comment on the case. A representative with the Department of Injustice has not yet responded to a request okay, for comment. Now, let now, all right, the IRS, Department of Justice, Injustice. Injustice. All of these bureaucracies that I mean they they work for friggin' us. If I I ask you a question, ma'am or sir, you better goose step and tell me what the hell I want to know. You work for me. You can say something under uh, that it was uh, has to Good do luck. with homeland security, or has to do with security. IRS has crap to do with security, with our national security. Well, without the IRS, we'd have no money. Without money, we'd have no army. Without an army, we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves. We're busy. we're not supposed to have a standing army anyway. There's no reason. They cannot cite a reason not to talk to us. Cite a reason? They they just don't talk to you. They don't have to cite a reason. You have they take your their chances. They diss people every day. Go ahead, take a shot. Get me fired. It's a civil service position. That's why they're so mean and nasty to everybody. Most people in the country don't know this. In big cities like <clears throat> even out to Long Island, New York, Los Angeles, you know, big cities. Detroit, Detroit's getting kind of small. I don't know. But anyway, all the civil services of the DMV have an attitude problem because there's nothing you can do to them. They, you can't be fired for being mean or, or saying things, not doing what you want them to do. They have jobs. That's why they laugh at you. <laughs> if they don't like you, they're going to screw you and play with you and screw you up and make you spend your day at the DMV. Uh, it, it just pays to be nice to them. Every time I went to the DMV, I was like, sugar, Brian, sugar, sugar. 
Leave the vinegar at home. Sugar, sugar. Well, look, Use sugar to I catch am flies. An, I, am in a, I am a firm believer in karma. And when I first moved here to Montana, I was the week, I was the evening nurse supervisor at Montana v- Developmental Center, which was a facility run by the state for mentally disabled persons. I fought with every freaking bureaucrat in that place. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They just closed it. Karma's a bitch. Fired everybody. <laughs> McConnell just one of thousands of Americans the IRS has seized money from. Boy, I thought you were supposed to be, this is supposed to be a good story. You just turned it into a down. Well, because I didn't do it. She did it. No, but she did it to herself. It's because it's infuriating that these You're people. You're making my think, job too easy. They doing it for me. We're, we we work for them. That's what they're telling everybody. That I got bad news for you. That's how it is. How many how many businesses have to do what the federal government mandates? It does. How many individuals now have to do with that? Ah, well, what's that, Brian? Oh, you have to go buy. Your health insurance. And no, it's different than car insurance. And, and by the way, that's at the state level. But this is at, no, it isn't. No, this is the state level. It's central. Central power will be in D.C. Um, and they will hold the purse strings. And they will, it's, it's just like, it's like welfare is a state program. Yeah? Well, it's subsidized by the national government, Jill. Didn't know that, did you? Uh, everybody's gone. All my list is gone. I knew that. There's somebody out there that didn't, though. <laughs> I know, because I just... I met one said person. On the internet? Mm-mm. When? Michelle. Oh. <laughs> you didn't just meet her. <laughs> your daughter. I didn't say I just met her. <laughs> the way you sounded, it was like you just met somebody that didn't know. Well, it's pretty... It was It was new information to me when it happened. It wasn't that long ago. Uh so it was kind of new. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thousands of them, huh? Uh, supposedly for structuring funds to avoid a law requiring banks to alert the government of deposits over ten thousand dollars. Unconstitutional. Well, the FDIC is unconstitutional. The uh, any, all the regulations for the banks are unconstitutional. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm serious. We're not supposed to have regulations for banks. What you're supposed to have is laws that if you violate them, you go to prison. That's better than regulations, which, by the way, federal regulation is law. It's statutory law. However, since it's made not pursuant to the law, Constitution, it is not a law at all. That's how it works. See? It's a fun game. You should play with your local government. Uh, The law was instituted to help the government ferret out drug dealers. Here we go. The unconstitutional war on drugs. Again, I don't have to do anything but point to the 18th and 21st Amendment to the Constitution. If you have to amend the Constitution to make alcohol illegal, you have to amend the Constitution to make drugs illegal. And if later you want to change it, you have to amend it back, which is what they did. 18th and 21st Amendments. Look it up in your pocket dictionary or you're on a computer. Look it up on your computer. If you're on a cell phone, you can look it up on your cell phone. The U.S. Constitution. I guarantee you'll... Well, for now, you'll be able to find it. Uh, after FCC and FEC is done, I'm not sure those kinds of information will be available. 
But the IRS occasionally flags deposits of just under $10,000 as suspicious, even if there's no evidence, excuse me, no evident criminal wrongdoing. In turn, ensnaring people who may be innocent. That's what allegedly happened in McClellan's case. His convenience store in North Carolina was raided in October by IRS agents who said he made a series of just under $10,000 deposits in a 24-hour period. They suspected he was structuring his cash and seized his account. Robert Everett Johnson, the lead attorney in the case, told FoxNews.com Thursday that the small business owners like McClellan, who deal mostly in cash, were being unfairly targeted by the law. And you know what you also asked? Was he a conservative? Did he own a gun? Was he a member of the NRA? Who? McClellan. McClellan? Who the IRS went after. Are they targeting these businesses because of no, their cash. political? Yeah, cash. not cash. Oh, yeah, it could be that, too. I mean, that's going on all through the government. Everybody's getting attacked and threatened and bullied and thugged. And I'm surprised I haven't had a visit. I'm amazed, frankly. I've been doing this since 2006. Yep. That's too long. I don't think I've done anything that long. Nine years. No, I haven't. I've never held a, held a job for nine years. That's amazing. Uh, I know this isn't actually a job, but trust me, it's still a lot of work. Uh, and I make a little cash from the advertisements you guys call. And I, I, I don't I don't get paid to play them. I only get paid if you call the number or go to the website, and then I get paid. So if you are interested, please keep a pen and paper ready and jot down the phone number. Because if you don't, you go on your own, I won't get paid. The advertising agency won't be paid. And and it will start hurting everybody because then ad agencies might decide to, you know, go back to just what they were doing before and get off the Internet. And that would be bad for the people that want to advertise. So, see, ev- everybody benefits from everybody keeping their nose out of everybody else's business. I don't care how much he's a business owner. He's he is. Why would they target a business owner? There's explanation for the money. He's a business owner. There's no crime in this country for doing business in cash. He said they're working on it. However, I will point out that our paper money is unconstitutional. It only allows them to print. Yeah, it doesn't allow them to print. It only allows them to coin money, and they meant they meant that they didn't want paper money specifically. They didn't want it. So now they're trying to make it so you can't do any business in cash. They don't like it anymore. They want the electronic thing so they can start controlling all the flows of money. Uh, this electronic banking stuff, it's its going to kill us. It's going to be used against us. So right now, no crime in doing business in cash, but it will be. Although they tried to say it, there's a crime doing business in gold and silver, and uh, that's untrue, but they want to make it against the law. It, it's, this is all coming to one of two ends, ladies and gentlemen. We'll either be, we'll either come out of these serfs or independent sovereigns again. It's the only two ways it's coming out. Their slow trek to serfdom is over. It's the fast track now. There's no crime in the country too busy, as he said, but government treated Lyndon worse than a criminal. By taking his property and forcing him to prove his own innocence to get the property back. And, of course, that can't be upheld with any constitution in the, in the 
United States. No way, except that we have judicial anarchy. According to Johnson, despite the IRS pledge in November to curb forfeitures that weren't connected to criminal activity, the Department of Justice and Justice filed a claim in December saying McClellan had violated the structuring law. The money was held in what is called a customs suspension account under the Treasury Department while his case was in limbo. That's okay. In most cases, state, local governments, feds, they don't ever give your stuff back. And they just drop the charges and keep your stuff. Because you have to prove you're innocent. That's the way it goes. In that time, the government never pressed any criminal charges against McClellan. Meanwhile, the Department of Injustice changed its own policy to rein in its restructuring prosecutions in March. But that didn't necessarily mean that McClellan could get his savings back retroactively. There can be no retroactive laws. But since the first law was unconstitutional, it's void and void anyway. So you can make it retroactive because it has to be. Um, didn't necessarily mean we can get a savings bag. I had 2015 February hearing before the House Ways and Means Oversight Subcommittee. Representative George Holding, Republican North Carolina, mentioned to IRS Commissioner John Kuskinen that he had reviewed McClellan's case, though he did not specifically name it. If that case exists, then it's not following in the policy I've been advised. Kuskinen testified adding that he had lengthy meetings with the senior leadership of the IRS's criminal investigation divisions and was assured that employees were trained in and advised about the new policy. Two months ago, the government offered McClellan 50% of his money back and warned him against chasing publicity, even going so far as to suggest it would rile people inside the IRS and could hurt his chances of seeing his cash again, his attorney said. On Freaking believable. And that person still has a job. Oh, yeah. That's what's unbelievable. And a pension. Well, they haven't gotten there yet. Today, the Department of Justice is giving him 100%, said Institute for Justice spokesperson, spokesman. Um, uh, are we allowed to say spokesman? J. Justin Wilson. We got him an enormous amount of publicity, and it did work. Wilson said McClellan had other resources to keep his business, L&M Convenience Mart, open since last October, but he had to fork over $3,000 for his initial legal fees and some $19,000 for an accountant to audit his business to prove to the government there wasn't anything untoward going on. The government said it will not repay those costs or any interest on the seized money. Okay, now. Now, I say whoever says that should have been tarred and feathered and run out of town on a rail and it's unbelievable that you have to go through this this is the united states of america people we're supposed to be the freest form of government on the planet yeah well it's illusionary we don't you mean it doesn't exist not that (laughs) government that you're talking about no i just want to cry Yes, uh, I know. So let's see, how much money is he saying so far? Three and nineteen. That's twenty two thousand dollars he's paid now. Uh, what did they take from him? Like thirty thousand dollars? They're not even talking about that. Uh, they did in the beginning of the. Yeah, but they should put it with the numbers. So you don't have to scroll. One hundred seven thousand dollars. Okay, so so far, thirty thousand dollars that is gone. 
of $177,000. I mean, yes, he's look how much money it's costing him. He's a businessman. This is his profit out the window. It, this is bad. Anyway, two months ago, the government offered him call him 50. Today, I give him 100. So take that. Um, for Art account of his business. Before the seizure, McClellan 50 had spent more than a decade running the store located in Fairmont, North Carolina. When the feds took his money, rumors quickly spread in the teeny hamlet that McClellan's money was frozen because of suspected ties to drugs, fraying the good reputation he'd spent years building in the community. Now, again, <laughs> this is why they want the internet, Brian, because you can't get the word out like this. I mean, Twitter... Would have had this and like around their area, I guess, if they wanted to, they could have started a whole Twitter thing, couldn't they? To rally it, uh, to get the word out, to get do whatever we want. That's why they want the internet so desperately. I know they I... need to also control the media. They got the lamestream media, but then again, like we say, everything that's free raises its own. Oh, I'm gonna tell you to wait for the rules between the FCC and the FEC, and there's gonna be rules about what you can cannot say. Uh, on Internet Talk Radio host, I guarantee it. Well, then we just say no. I'm going to do what I want. They can land a helicopter out here and make me disappear, but I'm still going to do whatever I want. Well, I know I'm going to jail. I've already told everybody. Well, you can <laughs> hope you go to jail. There's other things the government can do to you that has nothing to do with going to jail. Yes, you know, things like, it's not, it's not like a, at least not yet. It's not like an out-of-control thing that's going on in the government, but it does go on. You know, they could drop me in a hole someplace, the same place they put terrorists. They could drop me in one of those CSCI black spots. You'd never hear from me again. And you'd probably go, what happened to him? Huh. <laughs> That'd be the end of it. I'd tell him. Meanwhile, I'm in, I'm in like Syria or something, hanging upside down. Anyway, uh... Where is this? Several people thought it was drug-related, but when I told them what really happened, they said, how in the world can they take your money? That's the answer. I tell my listeners this all the time. You do know they do not have to have a warrant to take your stuff. They just have to file the paperwork, and it's done. You have to prove them wrong. That's why I said we sh- this should never happen. The IRS, the Child Protective Services, Health and Human Services, Department of Homeland Health Security, all stuff is bad. Department of Education. Well, I'm just talking about the little addition that came under GW's watch. Um, no, I'm not happy about it. No, it stinks. And yes, that Patriot Act was supposed to expire a long time ago. But Obamanus keeps signing it. The one he said, the, oh no, George Bush shouldn't have had that power. But it's okay now that he's the president, right? Because he could be trusted with it. Because next to George W. Bush, he's a saint. Oh, wait. Let's see. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> he drinks. He smokes. He does other things we don't want to talk about. Uh, he's not a very good Christian. He's not a Christian. He's a Muslim. I know. That's why he makes a horrible Christian. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone, do, do you want him representing Christianity, really? Really? I'm sorry. Uh, I believe you don't believe in Jesus. I want to. Why doesn't someone just say, "Okay, why don't you prove this once and for all"? Say the Our Father. I want you to say, "Jesus Christ is <laughs> my, my Lord, Lord and, and Savior, Savior, and I have no other God before Him." I want you to say that right now on TV. Go. If he doesn't say it, he's a muzzy. If he does say it, 
he might die soon. Either way, that could be good. I don't know. If, we, if he's out of office, you know, I don't want him to be a martyr. We don't need that. He's big enough pain in the backside now. We should have impeached him, and impeached him we should have, and impeach him we should still do, and the right thing to do is to impeach him. And I don't want to, I don't care about the politics, even though you're wrong on the politics. It's the other way around, but I have to leave. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.